Sanchez, we ready? Are we ready? I guess not. Forget C. How's that? Wow. I already can okay. tell Neil just stopped listening. <laughs> Somebody complained about the singing uh, on, on the group page. Who was it? It was Neil. Was it, it, it was Neil, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Neil's out. Marco's in. What can you do? You know, Marco's on the Patreon, so I got to go roll with him. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Sing away. No, anyway, no more singing for, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, Dave Z, Christian, Brandon, Rock and Roll, Exploding Heads. Here we are, episode 79. We're going to talk about some movies tonight, some horror movies, that is. One, two full feature reviews and one triple R. And we're going to have some fun. Year of the Patron, but this one isn't coming in so strong as some of the other ones that we've done so far and the ones that we're going to do next because we have our work cut out for us. But we're here for you. So how's everybody doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Life is good. What do you think about my new coffee thing? See, I can actually drink coffee now, and nobody, and I won't make any noise while I'm doing the show. See, it's one of these um, Contigos. It's like a silencer. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you hear me drinking? Because look, no, it's like, a plant, see? Thing works. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Are they a new sponsor? Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, brought to you by... Drink a Contigo. <laughs> Filled with Tim Horton's coffee, Drinking by the way. down in Contigo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, it keeps it hot, you know. That's the gimmick. That's the gimmick, these things. It keeps it hot for hours or whatever the hell, or, or cold if you got cold stuff in there. It's it's a gimmick. But You know, every time you do that, though, you got to go, like, oh, hot coffee coming through. <laughs> <laughs> every time I take a sip, I got to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of every previous episode when you drank coffee and nothing comes to mind in terms of you making noise. Like yeah. I don't remember you slurping so loud on the uh <laughs> yeah. on the regular coffee cups that all of a sudden the silencer is amazing. Like I don't remember you being like <laughs> now it's like I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about Lexington over here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah, that's why no. I was drinking coffee. <laughs> Yo, I never drank coffee because of their reason. That's what it is. So I guess I phrased it wrong. Because if you have a regular coffee cup, you would hear this. You'd like, I'd be picking it up, setting it down. You know, it would be sloppy. 
See, I did that for for effect just now. Of course, He's with angry. the Contigo, I won't be doing. I'm not angry, not at all. He slamming the Contigo. <laughs> slamming the Contigo. I like it. Okay, uh, what are we talking about tonight? The triple R is Bloody Ballet, which was yes. given to us by Jason, right? That's Jason correct. Jason Smith. That's correct. Jason Smith. And this, that, was, that was a film from last year. So, uh, And then we have, uh, I'm not sure who gave us the choice of the three Australian films between Storm Warning, Body Melt, and Razorback, but we went with Body Melt because it was the easiest for all three of us to get our hands on. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have The Pact from 2012. Yeah, I feel real shitty. Thank you for saying that, that you don't know who did it because I usually have these things written down. Yeah, I should, I should have pulled it up. I can't remember who gave us Body Melt or The Pact. Uh, I will say this while you guys are pulling it up. These were all repeat watches for me. I had seen all of them. And uh, I would say my opinion has changed on all three from first view. Because I think this was my second view for all of them. So some have gone up and some have gone down. <laughs> you know. those, are, those are pretty much the only options. <laughs> And he just well, stayed the same? So it could stay the same. Well, yeah, I but I said, I, said my, I said my opinion changed on all three, so nothing could stay the same. Oh, true. <laughs> um, I only had seen Body Melt before, and that was way long ago. I've never seen the, the features. I've never seen Body Melt or The Pact. I have seen Phantasma slash Bloody Ballet last uh, year yeah. because it was and, a newer movie. It's so. a cool poster, man. I'll tell you what, that poster art for it is really cool. And yeah. I like that alternate title, Phantasma. Pete! Pete's the one that Pete. gave us the choice of the three. You're correct. And Mark gave us the pact. Pete Lakoto? Uh, is it is it or is it an I? Is that I an IA? I think it's I. I think it's Iacano. Oh Iacano. That makes right, sense. Man, you just knocked that pronunciation out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Mark 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 Latham, Pete Iacano, and of course we've already alluded to uh, Jason Smith, our homie, Sinister Cinema, as well as um, in the Mic of Madness. So, boom. Yeah, that doesn't sound Australian. I'll I mean, tell you what, I rented, I rented Storm Warning because I thought for sure you guys were going to pick that. And I've actually never had seen that one before. I still haven't watched it yet, but I have it. I got it from Netflix on disc. Right. Razorback, for some reason, I just, I don't think it's easy to find. It's not. No, and I, I have seen Storm Warning before, but I just didn't know if it was rentable. So, I didn't know if, I, I don't have I a copy of it. Yeah, that was gonna be like Should've my choice, that but, but once we, <laughs> well, that yeah, but no, but once we decided on the ease, I mean, Body Melt was right on Prime, right? And, that's the and, you know, but uh, oh, it was I'm on Prime forward. as well. I watched it on Tubi TV. Oh yeah, Tubi or Tubi, yeah, they have it too. Uh, yeah, Tubi. What you call me? <laughs> <laughs> you Tubi bastard. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, um, I've only saw one before, but but we'll get to it. So, yeah. You know what? I guess we should talk about it now. We, we do have – we don't want to jump right into the first review, do we? No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's ease up to it. You know what I'll do for, for fun? I, I've been teasing this. Oh, Fangoria Back lately. Issues? We're doing the Fangoria Back Issues segment oh, right now? Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. No, sorry. Not, not just yet. Oh, but, you're a hall of fucker. That's okay. I, I can face it. You know, I, I can admit it, and we're going to uh, – you know, we're at war now. We're at war with Jeremy. Not 22 shots, just Jeremy. So, and that's okay. Uh, Google Voice. No, it wasn't Google Voice. It was a message sent to our thing. See, because I remember I've teased this the last few shows. Somebody sent us messages on the... 
To Brandon, right? To Brandon. Yeah, to Brandon. I've been wanting to hear this bullshit for like two episodes now. Uh-huh. I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm uh-huh. nervous. It's like a regular okay. show for you. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. What a tubby asshole. <laughs> thought I lost weight. No, you look good. You look good. I'll tell you what. While you're looking for it, I hit up, uh, I hit up Monster Mania yesterday, last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice convention. Oh, I went, yeah, I went I down there. This. Yeah, I went down there for, I was only down there for like three hours, three and a half hours. I went with a buddy. Actually met up with Matt, who, uh, Matt Cantor, who's one of the hosts on Cinema Attack. Yeah, Yeah. he's a good buddy. So, you know, he went for the whole weekend because he had like a four and a half hour drive. So we met up and uh, it was really cool meeting him and uh, him and his wife, Tanya. And, uh, you know, hung out, bought some movies. That's awesome. Wasn't really interested in any autographs this year. There were a lot of people there, though. They had, a craft, they had a craft reunion. Every girl from the craft was there. Oh, that was the one. Son of a... You lucky suckers in yeah, New for, Jersey, for, dude. Farooza was there. Rachel... Oh, did you... Ra- right Rachel next door. My girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you what. He po- Matt posted pictures. Um, I'm not sure if he posted in just a private uh, group that uh, I'm in or if he posted them on Facebook, but, Such man, a- they look good. They all look good. Oh. Man, that's not the one that Nev Campbell was at, was it? Yeah, Nev was there. Yeah, she's one of them. That's out of control. I wish, I wish. Christine, I Christina Ricci was there. Oh, did you see her? I saw his picture today with Christina Ricci. Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. She yeah, looks like a doll. Oh, yeah, she man. looked. I saw that picture too, and she looks fantastic. But no, she she was upstairs. Sometimes they give. Uh, they're spread thin with their venue. They need to get a bigger venue, but uh, they put some of the uh, stars upstairs in like their own private areas, away from the rest. <laughs> damn oh man i wish i would have freaking damn I, I i i'm crazy i would never pay anybody for their autograph you know what though i'll tell you this i i used to feel the same way and i only probably have about a half a dozen autographs between like maybe a half a dozen conventions i've been to and all all experiences in terms of meeting the celebrities, everyone's been super nice. The only reason why I don't feel like I want to get all these autographs is sometimes I have nothing to say to people. Like Tom Atkins, like I, I brought up the ninth configuration to because I love that movie. And he looked at me like I had three heads and he starts yelling at me. He's like, what's, it, what's with this movie? He's like, my nephew just brought this movie up to me saying he wants me to rewatch it. He was like, he was basically yelling at me that I brought up this movie <laughs> versus, you know, yeah. talking about. I think about... he's yelling at you for more money because you, you talked to him for more than 30 seconds. It's like, ah, insert, cool insert another dollar. <laughs> insert. <laughs> and what's his name from uh, Devil's Candy? Uh, Ethan, Ethan oh, Embry. I remember you telling me, yeah. telling us that he was good. And I, I, I screwed up on that one because he even said, to, he was so cool. We were talking for a little while and he even said to me, he's like, you know, reach out and, uh, I'll come on and we'll do an we'll do an interview because I told him about the podcast and I was a fucking idiot. I should have reached out. And when we've had this discussion on the show before, and we said you yeah. could still do it. <laughs> reach I out. I don't even know. Hey, I remember me? I was at that horror convention two years ago. You remember said to me? reach out. <laughs> yeah. Remember me? Yeah. Oh, dude, you should have just got Faruza and Rachel, man. You should have talked to them to freaking be interviewed on the show because they never talk. Well, I saw Rachel recently on Horror Noir. Yeah. Which, oh boy, props, props. Oh, yeah. that that was great. And great, great horror documentary and a lot oh. of love for uh, Blackula in that film. Yes, absolutely. Great stuff, man. I, can't I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm sorry. Horror Noir. It's a uh, Shutter documentary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I didn't. I don't know if my headphones are kicking out and 
I didn't hear the name of it. So cool. I think, I think well, check it out. Did you see Ashley on there? Air? Huh? He's making fun uh, of me. I was making jokes saying I'd like to kick you out. Yeah. Meeting oh, Christian. <laughs> nice. Did you notice it. Ashley Blackwall was on there? Um, B. She, they, they spoke to her a lot. That that's that's our our, our friend from Girls Will Be Ghouls. I mean, that, that podcast isn't around anymore, but you've heard me mention her uh, a few times. She's actually uh, rated our podcast on iTunes back in the day, and she's oh you know, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's her. I didn't know she was behind it. She wrote. She she was one of the writers. She was uh, the the voice behind all this that got it started. And she, uh, I heard that they mentioned her on Shockwaves because Rachel and someone else were on Shockwaves the weekend it opened, and they said shout out to Ashley Blackwell, and I was like, what? I did a double take. I said, really? <laughs> you know? And, and then I, I I come to find out that that it's her. She was on the on the camera and everything and all. It's crazy. It, that's what blew me away. So I had that's a message. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome because it that is. film that documentary was fantastic. Really well done. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody should see it. See, you definitely got to see it. It, it. You have Shutter, so I know you do. So, yeah, get on that. Okay. So I found it. I had to go to an original, uh, a, a picture because I, I put it on the on the, the group page. By the way, get on Facebook and get on our group page, Exploding Guts from Movie Podcast, and you'll see what's up here. But I posted the picture because unless you're Russian. Have, oh yeah, Russian or <laughs> squiggly lined. <laughs> no, you can I'm be kidding. Russian. I'm kidding. You can I'm, be female in Russian. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we don't got we don't need Nikolai Volkov on this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, it's our anti Russian segment just for everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta piss everybody off eventually. That that that's the goal. You know, we had a text message sent to us, and I don't know why because we have our phone number thing. You know, you can call in. We still we have that. <laughs> it does still work. Although the last two or three people that tried to call, I hung up on them accidentally, and then I think I screwed it up. But I'll put it out there. It's seven seven three. 312-5378. Somebody call and let's see if it still does work correctly. But anyway. We don't even test it. We had, <laughs> no. We had a voice message sent to us somehow. It said new text message. Oh, no, wait. It says from that number. I'm sorry. I think that's the person's number that, that, that sent it to. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking train wreck this segment starting <laughs> what, this, what do you mean? This whole season so far. <laughs> it's a train wreck. I, I mean, love it. It's great. I, I do too. I can't look away. <laughs> right. I hope not. Don't look away. Please. And stay online. Please. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't Just look at yourself. You'll be happy. We know all about it. Because you're all so vain. Okay. <laughs> so, he sent us a message. This person sent us a message. And it, it was to this thing, which I didn't even know it could get messages, but it went right to an email. And I posted this on the group page. And it said, and I quote, fuck me for 50. That's what it said. Oh, yeah. That guy. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. 50 what? <laughs> 50 what? <laughs> the thing is, was he trying to say he wants to give us 50? Or, you know, he wants us to give him 50? So anyway, I messaged him. You did? I messaged him. Yes. For clarity. I, said, I messaged him and I said, I, I forgot what I said because that part's not coming up. But he got back to me or she or whatever. And they said, who's this? And I said, you contacted us first. Who's this? And his response was, that was in December. This was February 9th, okay? <laughs> that was in December. Okay, and I said, very good, that's correct. So what? That's what I said. <laughs> and then he said, don't know how you look. <laughs> what? Yes, that's what he said. Don't know how you look. And I said, then why did you, why did, then why did you send that message? And then he's corrected me again back in December. I'm like, okay, December. All right. So I said, oh, so you forgot what we looked like from December? I said, 
And he said, yes. <laughs> so uh, I said, look us up on our Facebook page. And he says, what's the name? And I said, aren't you a fan of the podcast? I said, it's, it's how you contacted us, Exploding Heads. And he said, no. <laughs> what the so fuck I, is this? I don't know. I went back and forth to them for fun. And then he said, no. And I said, then how did you get this number? And then he says again, don't know. It was December. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And I said, oh, you really don't have a very good memory. And I said, this coming from I, said, you. I said, oh, boy, you really don't have a good memory. Yeah, this is coming from me. And I said, speaking of boy, what are you? Are you a male or a female? I said, and he said, man. And I said, oh, okay. Click. <laughs> well, we are not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Two of us are <laughs> Two of us are American? Two of us are married, I said. Oh, two of us are married. And American. Yeah. (laughs) And then I said, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Brandon is in the closet. So you may have a shot there. He's probably the best looking of the three of us two. And that's, that's the last thing I said. And that's how it ended. So I I just, I told you, Brandon, that I gave you props for being good looking and that's what i said to this person so that was that was very nice of you because I, yeah. I think i think we're probably the most handsome podcast out there oh for <laughs> sure now yeah like it's not even close yeah and horophilia yeah for sure yeah i mean <laughs> look at 22 shots that's that's just three mongoloids on a mic <laughs> <laughs> it's like if jason Voorhees was podcasting <laughs> <laughs> that's bloody bits you're doing right <laughs> yeah that was, that was jason lloyd if, you, if anyone didn't know <laughs> so brandon i said you were handsome i threw him a bone and i was hoping he was gonna you know bite and then i don't know maybe he saw you when you weren't his type not that you were interested but i was just i was trying to keep the conversation going because the guy was a goofball why would you text us and say fuck me for 50 you know what i mean yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what Russian. Gotta be Russian. <laughs> Gotta be Russian. So yeah, so that's that. Are you ready? Well, not if we're gonna keep doing that segment. <laughs> Are you gonna bring him out now? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have him there <laughs> tied up in your red dungeon? <laughs> yeah, he's tied up. Yeah. We're gonna Nikolai. fuck for fifty. <laughs> Here's Nikolai, hogtied. <laughs> Nikolai. <laughs> okay. For um, the foreseeable future, huh? I'm good Five minutes this later, he's singing. <laughs> oh, I shit. love it. I that love segment went over jokes. like, like freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, ja Rule at 90s night. Holy shit. Did you guys see that thing? Did you guys see Ja Rule when he did that 90s night thing? I fucking, uh, uh, for the NBA? No. Oh, dude, it's great. He freaking went up on this thing, and he, he does this thing, and he freaking, it's on YouTube, and he says, this just recently happened, like the last month, and he was on something at halftime, and he, and like the crowd didn't care that he was there at all, and he was like, are you ready? And there was like no response at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, are you ready? <laughs> and he told them that real long, and then nobody did nothing, and he goes, guess not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, hold on. I, sh- I should just play it. It's only like 30 seconds. This is going to be a you just broke my glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's great, dude. Hold on. Check it out. They said this is 90s night, so they brought out a 2000 artist. <laughs> <laughs> but my album came out in 99, so I guess that counts. 
sounded ready they did kind of sound ready <laughs> considering that was a pretty good reaction for someone like ja rule you know, <laughs> you know what i think it was <laughs> i might have been mistaken I, I think maybe it wasn't the crowd i think he was talking to like his people like <laughs> his um you know what, what the grips or whoever the fuck helps him out on stage you know what i mean the sound i don't know who else could it have been i figured it was the crowd but is there a video of it yeah there's a video of I'll it have to check it him yeah, you gotta check it out. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> the shit that you find funny drives me crazy. <laughs> you don't find that funny? It's, like funny, I don't it's that? funny. It's yeah. funny. I don't know if I find that funny or if I find the fact that you find it funny <laughs> funny. <laughs> I think I'm laughing more at the fact that you're laughing at it than I'm laughing at it. it. But either way, I'm laughing. So if I can spread joy, whatever it takes, you know, that's that's fine. I'm happy to do it. And speaking yeah. of Ja Rule, he was just recently in that. I mean, there's a documentary on Netflix called Fire about that Fire Film Festival. Oh. Remember that? Remember that thing from uh, a couple of years back that turned out to be a total shit fest? And uh, he, he, yeah, he was one of the uh, main attractions, and he was like partners with the uh, with the head guy for a oh, while. Oh yeah. Promoting it. He yeah. Got in yeah. Oh, that so. thing in, not in Belize, but it was down on an island somewhere or something. Yeah, they said they had bought uh, Pablo Escobar's island when they they didn't buy an island, and then they got moved to like a resort, and they set up tents, and they were they were they were basically selling it like a luxury event, and it turned out to just be an absolute shit show that they had to cancel and send everyone home. <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, it's it's a it's a really good documentary. It's on Netflix called Fire. Check it out. I think we'll be talking about a couple more documentaries later when we talk about what we watched if we get to that because although yeah we'll get to it we'll get uh, to it we'll see I don't know we're talking a lot about it, a lot of nonsense now so maybe we should move on we're just yeah. avoid, we've been avoiding these movies for some reason <laughs> <laughs> well what should we do first should we uh we'll do the triple R in the middle and we'll do uh okay let's do the uh I was gonna call it the bad batch let's call uh body melt I don't know why I called the bad batch but... <laughs> wait are you guys ready <laughs> Brandon's supposed to say, I guess not. Because <laughs> I know he's not. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I actually got it up. That's the first one I pulled up. I figured we'd do that first. Ooh, hey, see, we're in sync after all. Okay. All right. So let's get right into it. Body Melt from 1993, written and directed by Philip Brophy. Brophy? Uh, residents of peaceful Pebbles Court, Holmesville, are being used unknowingly as test experiments for a new body drug that causes rapid body decomposition and painful death. <laughs> In the yeah. most random series of scenes thrown yes. together to make a movie. Yeah. It, it's so crazy. This is like the Australian answer to Street Trash, but Street Trash was kind of filled with like colorful characters who melted in colorful goo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But... You know, I've never seen Street Trash. What? That's one. Yeah, that's. it's weird because I'm always thinking of like popular films that I haven't seen. There's one right there. Dude. And I actually, good. and I own it. I own it. I bought it. But I, oh, I haven't really? seen it watch it, so I'll get on that. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what it is. Great dialogue Aust in that movie. I think yeah. it has, has something to do with Australian cinema. It's just, I, I like, I mean, Peter Weir is one of my favorite directors and he's an Australian director, you know, and, but, uh, 
I don't know. This is I, I know it's a satire on these like well, it's not really a pharmaceutical company, this uh Vimuville. It's more of like a uh, vitamin supplement company, and I know it's supposed to be satirical, but it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm missing out on the humor because I can't understand what they're saying, even with the subtitles on. In fact, <laughs> I noticed even with the subtitles on, some of the dialogue doesn't come up because they can't translate it. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, but the effects, you got to give it to the effects. The effects are nasty, man. The effects are gross. They're gross, but they're, they're kind of sloppy. And well, there's a couple of good ones, but I thought I was watching the director's cut. Yet it always felt like it was cutting away for like the money shot, more or less. One of the one of the examples I would say is like when the, the guy gets that uh, super boner. <laughs> Exploding mm. penis. And it blows, mm-hmm. but it just splatters against the TV. There's right. a lot of cutaway things like that. Another guy looks like he's about to have an exploding head for it to cut away and only hear a sound effect. You're right. Uh, those two instances, I, 100%. But we did see everything else. But you're right. I, maybe they didn't want to show a dick is what it came down to in the one. But well, when, the, when the pregnant Unlike lady blows. Us, we're not afraid to show a dick. <laughs> Clearly, look at the live feed right now. Waka, waka. Waka, waka. There he goes. I'm glad you're back, B. I'm glad you're in high spirits again. No, I am. Uh, this is this is a strange one. I mean, it I... Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a trauma film, honestly. It is like a trauma film. I want to laugh at it, but I don't know what's funny in it. But sometimes you're playing it straight, and then sometimes it'll be like a big, huge bodybuilder guy come up and start talking like Mickey Mouse. And you're like, is that yeah. his real voice? Or were they making a joke there? That's, that, see, that's like <laughs> one of like the jokes that I... I think I got like I'm saying to myself okay that's a joke like this guy's clearly taking this supplement it's like a steroid he's jacked but he sounds like a woman yeah I guess but the other guy didn't sound like a woman so I don't know and the story structure is so bizarre so you follow like one guy who gets in a horrible car accident only then to like what like the neighbors the two boys down the street are leaving for the weekend so then they leave and then we follow them and we're on their trip for a bit and then they go meet these backwoods people who happen to be all tied in with right. like the originators that, of the that drug. That was actually a cool little twist that the, the backwoods father turned out to be the the doctor's partner who actually had the additive that would have made the drug safe. Yeah, that, I did like that. I yeah. like that because he talks about how he wasn't afraid to at least test it out on on himself and his family. Evidently, that's why they were all freaking mongoloids. <laughs> right. I thought maybe they were inbreds, but no. It, it was I look. I. No, did he say keep See, it in the I family at one point? Attra- I was kind of attracted to the he daughter. Did. I was kind of attracted to the daughter. Oh, in, a, in a weird way, I could see how somebody like when he did that. I could see, I could see that happening in a weird way. Right? There is a strange attraction there. What? Right. I'm, not, I'm not. She looked like one of the people under the stairs. I know, but there was. Yeah, she did. You're right, and I still liked her. There was something. Where I can see that happening. I'm not saying if I saw her walking the street, I would look at her and be attracted. <laughs> not, not at all. Quite the opposite. But for her role in this film, and for the present, and for the what our characters were presented with, Mr. Gino Argento, by the way, that was the guy's name. <laughs> um, but what he was presented with, I could see wanting to break one off because he's young. You know, at that age, you you sleep around a little bit. Definitely and just... not letting her give me a love bite, though. <laughs> No, that's crazy oh. that you thought that. 
How funny I, was it? How funny was, was it when he throws the, when he throws the rock at the kangaroo and it's clearly a stuffed animal that falls down? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But it was oh. so random because we the film stops dead for this. You don't even know why we're here for that long. Right. Yeah. We don't. But it, but it, it's but it works like the movie clicks along. It just it, it's just so bizarre. I don't even know really what the plot is other than like they're trying to make this new health drug and it's making people melt. Yeah, they're, they're doing like, all different things to people in the same cul-de-sac. Yeah, the, they're, yeah. they're well, experimenting on the people of Pebbles Court to see how their new drug is working. What doesn't make sense to me, and I guess that's where the satire is, is the fact that everything is going like so shitty, yet there's no attempt to cover it up or to like, <laughs> or to like stop it immediately. That's because so few people are in on it. You know what I mean? It's just them. They're the only ones that know anything's going on. When the shit hits the fan, it hits the fan, but they're trying to fix it. Because remember, at one point they say, so-and-so took too much. Or no, not not took too much. They said one was too much and one was too little. Remember they said that at one point? They said the pregnant girl had too little and, and, and the guy that went through the that crash in the beginning had too much or, or the drugs affected them too much or too yeah, little. Yeah. They were trying to perfect the dosage and something else and they had a couple isolated incidents which happened to be there and i mean that they knew that they were that people were onto them so now they're still trying to fix it but at the same time they're still greedy and i don't know it, it is very muddled there's a lot going on but it there was really is. obviously they knew it was tongue-in-cheek because it was called like i think their production company was called dumb films <laughs> dumb it films was. presents and like there was like, like that when he turns to the husband of the bride or of the the pregnant lady who has one of the good gore effects and his face is all googly googly. Mm-hmm. Looks like Cookie Monster, but with like an open face. Uh, <laughs> and then that guy grabs his ear and then it cuts back to him. And he's, gonna, he, he's trying to, isn't he trying to talk on the phone, but then he has to switch to the other yeah, side. Cause cause his yeah, because his ear's gone. His ear was gone. So there are, there are some good moments like that. That but wasn't I, the husband of the pregnant woman. That was the first subject. That was Paul. The uh, one who was at the airport hallucinating with the uh, the chick. Yes. You know what, dude? I kept getting those two characters confused. I had an issue. Okay, with maybe that. that's they looked alike. Maybe that yeah, I did the too. husband's the one who's at the end at the police station. Right, but I was getting confused with those two characters. It was going back and forth. They looked a lot alike, and I was like, yeah. "Wait a minute!" Was it? Yeah. it took me until the third act to realize because the movie was confusing as it is because the way it jumped around. I mean, yeah. maybe confusing is the wrong word. It was just I don't know. You got, would you guys consider it confusing? It, it was just... It was a little bit all over the place. It was, a, it was jumbled. It was, a conf, it was confusing in its structure. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the structure was what made it confusing that way. And then when you add on top of it two characters that look alike, it was just... I was like, okay. By the, time, by the time the third act got here, I was like, okay. Now I see what's going on. But I know it was weird. How come in the beginning, though, <laughs> when the first guy came into the friggin'... Um, <laughs> He came into that rest, that um that gas station and he was asking about what was he asking for? Detergent, it was detergent, detergent. And he started bugging out and running. And then the guy said, he goes, "Why can't you just get some fucking sleep?" He told him. <laughs> What does that have to do with it? He thought thought he was like a druggie, like uh, tripping out or something. But it was crazy. Like you thought he would. I wonder if that did anything. It would have been funny if it turned out that the detergent was like the additive because. He took the detergent like it was going to do something. Exactly. And they never explained that. So it's just a random, crazy scene. He knew he was he knew he was injected at that point and something <laughs> was happening. But 
he he drank the detergent like maybe it delayed it so he did make it to Pebbles Court. He just unfortunately crashed. But it also, the movie, there's no climax. The movie just kind of ends. Well, it's weird when she, when you know the the other woman in charge. You know, you got Doctor Carrera and you got the woman Sean or Shan, whatever her name is, who's like the promoter and running the health spa, and. uh her death is pretty nasty, but I mean, you, again, you don't really see it. You see the after effects with uh, with our just basically our heads imploded and melted on the desk. But what was she taking the drug for? Everybody seemed to be taking the drug, but the doctor, the doctor, yeah, which right. is weird. It's, it's almost as if, yeah, they should have had more of a of a climax with the doctor being behind it and stuff like that, but they didn't because he just kind of offs himself. The movie felt like they ran out of money or something at the end, and they kind of just had to end it. Yeah. Well, they did have that big tongue thing at the end, which was kind <laughs> the of <cool>. big tongue. <laughs> yeah, but then they never showed the daughter getting killed. They never showed one of the uh, the young boys getting killed. I did like when the sister said to her brother, her brother Brandon, "I hope you break your neck." And that's the, of course he falls and breaks his neck. Oh yeah, on the skateboard. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that when the show opened. I was because there's a line in the movie, and he says, "And that little brat there is Brandon." They said. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that when we started the show, but I, I sang instead. Damn it, that was it. So it always wins. Yeah, but that yeah. kid, like when he when he landed, like his face was like, like that, like that's not gonna happen from a fall, from like where he fell from. Mm-mm. It's not from the fall. It's from the chemical. At first, he went down because I made note of that. I was like, why would he still be laying there just because of a because he fell on okay. his face skateboarding? But remember. His family just got there earlier, and they all sampled the food. Remember, they were having uh, different things. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Because I had to have a reason why he would have that reaction from a fall. So that that I noted. I'm like, okay. I was like, okay. They all ate. But back to what you said about the girl. Why was she taking it? Because she was part of the marketing team. She was running it. She was all about it. This is vitamins. This is healthy. This is this and that. You know, we have these bodybuilder types. They come here. It's what was it called? Vim, not Vimeo. It was called. Uh, Something with vitamin in it or Vim, whatever. Tenafly fly Viper. What? Uh, that's that's freaking street trash. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was nice. the drug called? Vimuville was the name of the place. Okay, either way, Vimuville. So that A, was the A50, A59. A24? A54. A59. Yeah, A59, I think. All right. Either way, it was Vitamin or Viminin, whatever the hell it was called. Vimuville. Viminin Jeans. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Vimuville. So I could see why she would take it because she's she's drinking the Kool-Aid. She's in on it. She thinks everything's okay. She's, there was an issue with the dosage, but I think that they were hooked before that shit was even happening because obviously the, the bodybuilder guys, remember, they were hooked on it because they kept trying to get the freaking A24 or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Murray kept saying this shit's too weak. I need to. Give me some of that hereditary. (laughs) Oh, man. It was something, you know? Because remember that dude was switching them? So everybody that worked there was also taking these pills in one form or another. So I think it makes sense. The doctor's not because he's unconvinced. You know what I mean? You know, the doctors, they always know more than everybody else. They're always like a little weary, like, I don't know. No, what are you talking about? They go to school for like 15 years and they know nothing about anything. (laughs) <laughs> well, they know enough not to put it out yet. Not to not, communicate, anyway. It's not ready yet. That's what always happens in these movies. Somebody designs something, some type of drug, and other people get their hands on it, and they're greedy, and they want to market it right away. And the doctor's always saying, you know, it's not ready yet. We still have to do more tests. We have to do more of this. We've seen this so many times. 
But I'm, in this still case, try, I'm still trying to find out the name of the guy. I know, I was looking for it too, but <laughs> I like 824. 859. <laughs> they definitely, I wrote it down here. I don't know why I wrote it down there. Um, why did that guy sit on that fat guy and bug out so much about it? Remember, he went to the freaking place, and that's the only time you saw that guy. There was a porno being played at that place, and he came in and he sat down. And he was like, "Oh!" And all of a sudden, you realized he was sitting on a fat guy, and he ran out. And we never saw that guy again. Did you notice that? Part? I think it was yeah. just like the, their comedy in the movie. I guess honestly, Australians need Paul Hogan. <laughs> oh, Crocodile Dundee is not in the movie. It's not a fucking comedy. <laughs> well, he saw the the effects that that uh, these people were going through. I mean, whether it was a combination of inbreeding plus the drugs. I mean, he evidently the father took the drugs. He said it. He experimented on himself. But you know, to imply that everyone else just looked that way because of inbreeding was a little confusing. Yeah, it was to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> we pretty much said the least. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out is Pete is Pete Iacono uh, Australian, or did he just did he give us all Australian movies? Yeah, they were all Australian. Storm Warning and Razorback are Australian. Pete, are you Australian? Please let us know. Hey I don't guys, know. it's great to be on board. Love listening to the pod. It's great for my commute to work. The banter is classic. Here you go. Pick any of these three. If you're glutton for punishment and interested in the history of exploitation cinema. Check out Not Quite Hollywood. You know what? He doesn't actually say he's Australian. He is. He's Australian because he's, he's a Facebook friend. I did look them up. Sutherland, New South Wales, Australia. So that's why. Okay. So we did give us – and that's good. Represent. Represent the freaking, you know. Uh, you know, that's what you got to do. That's your hometown. That's your freaking – that's it. Your hometown. Australia he's is my hometown. He's from Hell's Court. <laughs> 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 no, fucking it's not Isn't a continent or anything. Band. It's just it's it's a town. <laughs> the town of Australia. From the town of Australia. <laughs> My street's uh, Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Court you live in. I like that. I like it. I like how they give us three choices. I wish every Patreon would give us three choices because it's fun that way, you know? Because they never know what, what we're going to pick and everything else. But either way, they're all Australian. That's cool with me. Yeah, Razorback. Wait, Razorback? Isn't that Arkansas? No, whatever. The no, no, it's Australia. It this movie has a lot of snot, but for a movie called Body Melt, there's not a lot of body melting. Mm. She, well, there, she melted. He was melting at the end, but there was a lot of like exploding penises, exploding stomachs. Yeah, like there's exploding stomachs and his like there's a couple of good effects. Don't get me wrong, but I want more meltation. I guess like I <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like tentacles. killer tentacle p- placenta, yeah. Yeah, dude, that was good shit. The, the first kill was great. When killer the, when placenta the would have been a better name. Oh, for sure. Anything with placenta, and I'm sold. Absolutely, man. <laughs> for, for a title, shit. But in the beginning, when the guy has the slit throat, that looks freaking great. And he crashed through, and then those tentacles came out of his throat and started going up his nose. That was a great freaking way to start the movie. I didn't know what, what the hell was happening here. I thought it was going to be something like a, like a. Um, it ended up becoming more trauma-esque, but when when it began, I thought you're looking like a Cronenberg type thing. I I can see that like more body horror that way. I'm yeah. still kind of disturbed that Brandon was attracted to the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was also attracted <laughs> to the girl at the airport in beaten form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, he's a heel. 
<laughs> it's a weird. I, it's a hard film for me to talk about because, like, I I guess people enjoy this film for the humor of it, and I'm like, I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, there's some good effects in it. I didn't find it that funny though. That's the thing. I didn't <laughs> find it. I didn't find it that funny. It was actually kind of no. nasty and gross, and like so, and, and it's actually pretty mean spirited. With yes. but trauma has like the comedy to it. Even if you don't find trauma funny, you get it because I guess because for us it's, it's American comedy. Th- that's that's, the what, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not sure if I'm misinterpreting some comedy here. I think so. I think so. How, how about the the adrenaline or the the adrenal gland? How did those guys know that there was an adrenal gland? When, remember when they when they killed the kangaroo and it yeah. went over? Those other guys go over there, the family members, and and our, our, our the two Italian kids go over there and they say, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Because they see it first they kill the kangaroo for no reason, then they start digging at it and they go, then they pick the thing up and they go, "Oh, the adrenal gland." Okay, like like that was common practice. Or, or well, they're, common so, practice. they're sons of the doctor, Doctor <laughs> Pud. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of when that one guy, when the one Italian guy decides to make a run for it and try to escape, and he gets the keys of the car and realizes the car just goes in a circle, <laughs> so he can't escape. It's it's kind of terrifying because it's very almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre for that one segment, but it's like a fish out of water segment to the movie. They do bring it back, obviously in the storytelling, but it's so bizarre the way the story unfolds. Yeah, the comedy in, sure. in in that is really that Pud turns out to be the smartest one because he was a former doctor who actually knew how to make the drug, uh, you know, work properly. He had the additive at the end. I mean, he even showed it to him, the, the red vial. That's why everybody was going nuts and exploding and because this drug wasn't in it. It's almost like he sabotaged Dr. Carrera intentionally. Yeah, so I actually. Why? Yeah, that's the thing. There wasn't, like, enough there to, like... They should have built on the story more rather than just it being a showcase of effects. Why live that way? If you have the answer, why are they living that way? And, and like, freaking, you know, scumbags. <laughs> scumbags. Uh, but, you know? Like scumbags. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? They were gross. They were freaking uh, sitting Not there Not according like... to Brandon. <laughs> 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 The fucker left well, right. Hey, Dave agreed with me. There was something about her. She just there was something about her. Why the long face? Why the long face? She had a huge freaking chin, man. <laughs> oh, she looked like yeah. Ash when he was like trying to like wiggle his face back <laughs> to normal. <laughs> she did. I gotta tell you though, as batshit crazy as this is, and as all over the place the story is, you gotta check it out. There's a curiosity to it. Like, I actually kind of have to recommend people to see it, at least to watch it once. I, feel I don't like it has hate a the huge movie. Cult following. I feel yeah. like it has a huge cult following. People do like it. As a matter of fact, somebody just, um, uh, who the hell was it? Was Mike it NFW? Did, uh, or something uh, out of the... You're right. It was, um, was Mike it Mike and, Derek, and... Mike and Derek did it. Yeah, they did a cinema uh, attack. Cinema attack. Cinema, cinema yeah. attack special. Yes. Yeah, okay. in fact, uh, I believe Derek made a joke that, uh, uh, Dave, you and Christian were uh, Sal and Gino. <laughs> <laughs> no, meaning you, got, meaning you got the love bite, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been me. Slim Pickens at the time, yeah, yeah sure. You know, <laughs> the love bite, nice. Love bites, love bleeds. Why do you, why do you feed this to him? <laughs> well, that's what she said. She said you want a love bite, and then she <laughs> bit his throat out. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's an unforgettable movie. I can tell you that. I think I said this last show. We were talking about some things. Uh, Dry Blood, I said it about. that. You're going to look back at that title one day, and you might rate it a 6 out of 10 or something. And there's a, a lot of movies you might rate that way, given the, the format of the show, and we have. But when you look at that title, even though you weren't a fan of it like as much as I was, you'll look at and you'll see that title, Dry Blood, and you won't forget what it was. That's what separates it. That This movie, too, Body Melt, you're not going to... Forget body melt. You've seen it. You may not love it. You may not rate it high using, a, you know, if you're grading a film, but you're going to remember it. So it's I only, can see. And it's only gaining in popularity now, especially since it just got a release from Vinegar Syndrome a few oh, okay. months ago. And it's, it's on Tubi TV for free, and it's on Amazon Prime if you subscribe. Yeah. And so the, yeah. it's out there. Uh, and I guess in, uh, I didn't realize, I guess the director's cut is something new. Maybe what I watched years ago was not the director's cut. Yeah, I'm not sure what. I'm guessing Prime was not the director's cut because that whatever cut I watched it was really short. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, about an uh, hour twenty, right? An hour. Yeah, 20. it is the director's cut on Prime. It even says it that they show the, yeah, they show the sure. box. And the weird is, if you look at the, the weird box. thing is, if you the look box. at that box, a cover art, whatever. I'm, I'm the box in the bush. The box. <laughs> I'm always going to say the bush. The box. They show the box. <laughs> Dude, you see the cover art though? It looks like it's a serious film. Would you see that? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the way they marketed it. It's bizarre because yeah, it's all over yeah. the place. It's inconsistent with with what you actually get from the film, and the film is even inconsistent in itself. But it's worth checking out. But that love bite. Why does it start with her like what sticking a hot poker up his ass? What does she do first? Doesn't she like jam something up his ass? Oh, I thought she just stabbed his dick. But now you're making it sound even. Worse. Maybe that's well, stab dick. Well, how's that a love bite? Just bite all me. I, but... All I know is you're turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you like her. You like what she got into. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, there's something about her. There's something. What, what's her name? I can't say there's something about Mary. What the hell was her name? Was it Mac? There's something about Mac. I don't know. Was it Mac? Yeah, I can't <laughs> I don't know what her name was. Oh, my didn't, Lord. Didn't, I didn't, can't didn't believe you come... No, Slab. Slab was her name. Oh, that's There's even worse. Slab. <laughs> oh she my belongs God. on a fucking slab. Oh my God, I just pulled up a picture, man. She is really like, like it's a picture of her from the movie. Oh, she's okay. really not attractive at all. I take it back. No, oh, she's too late. No, was her, no backsies. No backsies. No backsies. It was her personality. Something, she yeah, just she, gave off some type of Yeah, it was that vibe. smile that she initially gave to him. And I was like, ah, oh, this is sweet. No, it wasn't sweet. It was just like she favorite. wanted her. Get down and dirty. You, you can just tell Slab. she was a dirty birdie in real life. Not in real life. In right? real in more, life. No, I mean, in more ways than one is what I mean to say. She was dirty, like physically. She had dirt on her. You know what I mean? She was a slob and she was dirty sexually. You know what I mean? So she was double She was double dirty, man. What's the, What about that thing? This is what's weird about this film. There's many things weird about it, but that whole gimmick when they when that guy was talking to that girl and she was talking about the, the 13 male ribs and all that stuff. Remember that? They, they pulled the rib out and she was talking about all this stuff. Where was the movie going at that point? I have no idea what the joke is behind the 13 ribs. He's hallucinating. I don't know. I thought he worked at the airport because at one point he's like, I got to go to the airport. So he goes to the airport. Then he gets a phone call that someone's not showing, so he was evidently there to pick someone up. He's sitting there having coffee and hallucinating her. Then he's sleeping at a radio station. <laughs> then he's yeah, back yeah. in his bed, and she's pulling his rib out. Yeah, it, it's it's nuts. It's it so is. bizarrely put together. This is what I'm saying. It's almost like like a lucid 
flow, like a, a bunch of scenes that slightly tie together only because of this convoluted plot and the uh, the vi- vitamins, <laughs> the A24. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was another A24. thing that I, 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 they were talking about at the beginning. They were talking about each individual subject and how they were experimenting on them differently. Like they were getting Paul through the vitamin mix because he was drinking that green shit. And they talked about the boys with something with sperm donation? Yeah, they were, they, that's what it, yeah. They, what? You know what, that, that girl came on to her. That, that, that girl that ran it, because she's a pretty girl. She somehow invited them over, basically saying that she was gonna freaking milk them in, in so many ways. So I don't know. I don't know if she was saying she was gonna sleep with them or there was just gonna be sperm donation. But they, they did some things and then they were gonna go back to do more, apparently, with more women. That's what I was getting out of it. Oh, the two boys? The two Italians. Remember, remember they were going on the way up and they were talking about it? They were driving up and they were saying, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, he showed a picture and... of her. Yeah, they were going opal mining or something. Man, that... I, was, I was like, I, I, the humor was lost on me, I guess. I was just so confused by it. Yeah, I guess it's just an Australian thing. But yeah, but no, yeah, he showed the picture and he's like, yeah, the other friend was like, uh, it, like, it almost seemed too good to be true. You better not be lying. Right. Yeah, so they, yeah, evidently something was going to go on if they had made it there. Yes. But instead they run into Pud and his family, and that creates the, the little side plot with the with Dr. Pud. Pud and Slab. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what the other guys' names were, but I don't know. I have the thing with uh, it was Sloth. Who knows? It, was, it yeah. was Bab was one of them. Bab and Bronto. All right. Bab, Bab and Bronto were the brothers. Slab was the sister, and Pud was the father, and Mac was the mother. And then Turn just... on the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> that would have been funny if Sal and Gino went in there and they started dancing and singing. You lied. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, yeah. we've even talked about it this long. To be hey, totally it's, it's a yeah. Patreon pick. We we. Oh, we, I, we, I, I know. I'm just shocked. We're talking longer than the actual movie is. Yeah, I just got joking. Well, let's, let's, let's let's wrap it up. But well, we, we we do try to put our best foot forward when it's a patron pick. We got. I think do that originally this was supposed to be an anthology film. I believe I read huh. in, on one of the. Uh, yeah, the filmmakers initially wanted to make an anthology movie, but were unable to secure financing for it. So I don't know Makes if they were going to. Yeah, because that's how it felt. Like almost like little segments. Yeah, yeah, like the Pebble Court anthology. You know yeah, what I like, mean? Yeah, let's showcase these gross, nasty effects with a family, with a bunch of horny guys, with a pregnant couples. You know, it's like, I don't know if the... <laughs> it almost seemed like the way I read that, like if they were going to make an anthology, it would have been an entirely different film. You know what? They could. I wish they could remake this film. I wish the Americans would would remake this film. To be honest with you, because I could see it doing like these th- these three incidences on Pebble Court and, and what goes on with them, and then tying it together like trick or treat style in a way. You know what I mean? With this is this house, this is, and then we don't know until the end maybe that they're all in, in the same cul-de-sac or whatever. You know, like I don't and know. And we get Mark Morrison to do the soundtrack. Mark Morrison. Return of the Mac. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about this soundtrack. It's fucking crazy, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it fits it's, the film. Yeah. I, at right? first, I didn't think so. At first, I thought it was a little over the top. But then, I, as the movie progressed, you're right. It does. What was with those really shoddy, shitty computer-generated effects oh, sequences? Where they're is that where they're trying to go down Pebble Court and they're like, yes. it's like 
It's like Google Maps, but like in 1993. <laughs> it was like Atari graphics yeah. they were using. <laughs> it looked like they were playing Paperboy almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paperboy, Paperboy Google Maps. Yeah, that's what it looked like, Paperboy. And that's their their high tech. Like that's, I guess, a funny joke in like this big, huge drug company. And this is the technology that they're using to track their test subjects. But it also was, you know, 90, 93, 92. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. for the time. Why not? I could see that. It was cool. But yeah, body mount. What, what do you guys got? I had a six out of ten. Oh, me too. Six out of ten. It yeah, fits. and I—I'll I, be honest. I think this is the second view. I came up on it a little bit, and it, I'm also at a six out of ten. On its neck. I came up, <laughs> I came up on, <laughs> on Slab's neck. <laughs> <laughs> on Slab's chin. How could you miss that fucking thing? <laughs> That's what I call a bullseye. Can't miss. But you know what? I wouldn't even mind seeing Ooh. a sequel. Australia makes they make some weird films. They could just continue and make a sequel to it, especially since at the end they show that the uh, the the uh, the product is still on the shelves at True. the at the gas yeah. station. A little stinger. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh. Pete, see if you can get it done. You know, <laughs> get, get the ball Finance rolling. Kickstart it. Body milk two, the fourteenth rib. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah, Pete, tell us what, what was going on with those ribs. What, what's the meaning behind the 13th rib? Yeah. Is it a McRib? <laughs> no, they're not from Ireland. They're from Australia. It can't be a McRib. Oh! <laughs> what's, who, what's Irish and stays out all night? What? Patio furniture. Hold on. Oh, Check, okay. please. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You, you said you came up on it? Did you give a rated? Six out of ten as well. Six I was I, The first time I was probably like a five. But there's something, you even alluded to it, there's something like you just got to see the film. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's one I can see myself going back and revisiting every other year, maybe, something yeah. like that. It's strangely appealing or something. Yeah. I, I, and I can't, even as I was watching it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But then when <laughs> exactly. it was done... And I would say that that was a really bizarre fragmented film. And as we talk about it, but I could go check it out again. No question. Yeah. 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 Every other year saw sounds right. I, I, I can buy that. And I can see why Pete would recommend it. It's something you should see. I, I never saw it before. I see never did. We, we wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't recommended. So I did yeah. see it. I saw it. I, this is what I did see, but I saw it way back oh, when. And okay. I don't remember much from it, like at all, other than. The- the guy with See, and the that's, snotty. And that's what? funny because I remembered it, and that's why I immediately rented Storm Warning off of Netflix because I'm like, I'm, I don't think I could watch Body Melt again. <laughs> but when you guys chose, uh, I was like, all right, we'll do that because I did realize that it was the easiest one to get a hold of and uh, enjoyed it more this time. So cool. Right second, on. Well, second view, Dave. That's right. That's that's the twenty years that's later. That's <laughs> right, eh? Hey. That's when the magic happens. You, you can't mess with us anymore, B, saying we have the same rating, because you had the same rating, too. No, no, we've been, uh, we're all synced up now. Will that continue? Stay tuned. see. <laughs> yeah, we got a triple R. But before we do that, let me just throw a few things out there quickly. Just just some some promotions. Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm going to throw out a few podcasts first you should be checking out. Uh, podcast by the Cemetery. I've been talking a little more online with, uh, with Scott Crawford and... Um, yeah, check them out. And uh, I've been talking to um, a girl by the name of Ash, and she is one of the hosts on a podcast called Kill the Dead. I've been doing a lot more uh, 
Twitter stuff, mm-hmm. meeting new people, talking there more than I have on Facebook. Uh, I find Twitter to be a more, um, and I, it might be different for other people that have been on Twitter for years that are, they're sick of it and saying other things, but I notice that it's a little bit less topical. Like everything I do, I think it's because of the way it's featured. Like it says, everything that comes up is like people that you talk to. It's hard to explain like the way the Twitter feed is compared to the Facebook feed. It's like everything that comes up is always like from the same 12 people. Even though we're following 4,000 people, the, the, the people that I interact with and stuff, that comes up the, the most. And I've been ma- making new friends that way. And I don't see the politics out there. I don't see too much drama. I know I guess it's out there, but I don't know. I, I've been having more fun on there. There's uh, people that we're marketing with, the Pod School family. Check them out. They're on Twitter, and they'll help market your uh, your podcast. And it's just, you know, everybody's helping each other out, so that's good. And, yeah, good stuff like that. The Monster Squad group, the Monster Kid group. There's there's people out there, so, so check them out. It's all good stuff. And as long as I'm talking about them, I'm going to mention a few shorts that, I, that I've seen that I want to pass on and recommend. One of them is, is, is from James Dean. You know, we've talked about him before on the show. He's, he's a cool cat. He did a movie, and it's on YouTube. Has a strange long name, and it's, it, it's crazy stuff. It's good though. It's called Maniac Nun on a Mission to Kill Leo Fount Fount Leo Fontaine. That's the name, and it's like uh, it's like 16, 17 minutes long. But but check it out. It's James Dean. I didn't know he was a filmmaker. Uh, that he that he did these shorts until recently when it was mentioned on Test Pattern because he you know he's listens to them as well. But I thought I would uh you know put it out there. You guys should check that out. And there's a video on Vimeo, and it's uh, his name is James Mansell, and the video is called Ruptured, and that's that's a real short. That's like five six minutes long. Check that one out. So there you go. I just wanted to throw that stuff out there quickly. And my homie Michael Vincent, who is sending me these old WWF DVDs. This dude has all these old VHS tapes and all these old shows that you can't get anywhere else, not even on the network. And he's hooking me up out of the goodness of his heart. Because he, because he listens to the show. And he's sending me these DVDs. My first package is going to get here this week, and then I'm going to work something out with him. But I, I, I got to pay him something. You know what I mean? But he's, he's gifting me some things right now, and they're hard to find stuff. So just a shout-out to Michael Vincent. So that's that. That's all I had to say. Thanks, Mike, for my stuff, too. <laughs> well, they asked. They, Christian, they tagged you. They said, do you like wrestling? I said, Christian doesn't like wrestling. Neither does Brandon. But Brandon's not even on Twitter. But he actually tagged Christian, he was going to say. Yeah, no, and I saw saw the Facebook post telling him, uh, I think he tagged you in it, saying they're on their way. Uh, I tried not to watch uh, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You're bullshit. That's some good old school stuff, man. That's old school WWF. It's stuff that you, it's hard to get your hands on, even with the network. And it's stuff I've been searching for a long time, and I got into a conversation with them on Twitter. And he says, "Listen, I got some of this stuff. Let me let me show you what I got." And I'm like, "All right, man, I'm I'm interested." So, so that's that. And subscribe, people. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Go on there, hit the subscribe button, and every two weeks it'll be downloaded to the device of your choice. Boom, right in there. You don't got to look for us, nothing. And give us some ratings on iTunes, please, or Stitcher, or Spotify, or whatever it is. Just show us some love. Yeah, the ratings oh. help. I don't know how they help, yeah. but they do help. It, it helps our rankings. Preferably a five, but whatever you, uh, you you think is fair. Rock and roll. All right, we ready? We are ready. Bloody Ballet from 2018, directed by Brett Mullen. 
when beautiful ballerina dancer Adriana lands the lead role in the upcoming Nutcracker performance, she's forced to face her demons as jealousy and tension begin to provoke the supernatural. First time watch. Second time watch. Second time for me. I stayed the same with my ranking. I, I enjoyed it the first time. I enjoy it now. Brandon, on the other hand, somebody I... said during message, during our messenger <laughs> chat. I, I, I joked around, and I'll, I'll say it now. I, I said, can somebody please write to Jason and ask him why he doesn't like us? <laughs> <laughs> Implying that he's sending us shitty movies. And I don't hate this movie. First of all, the, the things that are great about this film, right off the bat, I thought the cinematography and the score, that synth score, are fantastic. Especially for a low-budget film like this. Agreed. Totally agree. Those are the best elements of those. Yeah, the movie. those are the best elements. When we mm-hmm. get when we get into the story, I, there's just some things that are very confusing to me, and the acting is very hit and miss. I mean, Absolutely. I gotta say, Caroline Williams was actually fine as the dance teacher, but Debbie Roshan as Doctor Casanelli, they should have gotten Bill Casanelli to play that part. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a better a better Doctor Casanelli than Debbie. Bill in a wig. Put a wig on Bill and let him play Debbie Rochon playing Dr. Castan. He wishes he could, then he could kiss the girl. Yeah, man, no. <laughs> BC. <laughs> Get BC well, up in there. What do you want, Debbie Rochon? You think she's known for being no, a, I know, a tremendous but it, actress? But look, the whole, the whole movie, like it, it's very hit and miss with the acting. The The effects are pretty good. It's got some decent kills. Some of them look a little, like I, like when they removed the eyeballs, I didn't think that looked very convincing. It was good enough. They had good enough gore. There was a, it was definitely a gory film. So that was the other strength. I, I, I left that part out. I, I mentioned the cinematography. I mean, this movie wants to be Suspiria, I think. And the score is great and the gore is great. The story is a little convoluted, as are most giallos, I guess. And the, I, I guess you, they're trying to focus on that. But it did seem a little too forced. And... I agree with you, Brandon. The acting is definitely hit and miss. And I've been coming yeah. down on acting a lot with these low-budget movies. This one was better than Dry Blood for sure, but there were still some uh, some sketchy moments. I didn't say nothing. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this. I think the acting, eh, whatever. It didn't really rub me either way. I wasn't... I don't know. Nothing stood out as being particularly bad to me where I was like that. It took me out of it. But I think that this movie, I think they did it. I think they did it on purpose. Certain things. I think they throw in this unnecessary subplot, which is completely unnecessary. And I think they did that on purpose because they intentionally tried to make a movie that married Argento and Fulci. Because that's what this reminds me of. This reminds me of the the look and feel of, of an Argento and somewhat the feel of a Fulci, but the plot is kind of like a Fulci film. Where yeah. I, you, I know what you're saying. And that, yeah. that, that, that whole plot twist was completely unnecessary because it implies – I mean, are we, are we doing spoilers here on this? We can try to dance around it the best but, we can. We don't uh, want to come right out and say it, I would yeah. say. But yeah. I think, Pirouette I think, around it. All right. <laughs> plie. And plie. Position, please. I think the story with Adriana and what's going on with her, you know, the way they start the film and it looks beautiful. And it, it's kind of easy to piece together what's going on and where that story builds from there. And I would have loved for them to focus more on 
her getting ready for the performance and the the competition almost like black swan meets Suspiria. but then they threw in that whole sub subplot with uh this mccabe guy is it the detective the uh or or the 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 reporter yeah that's right i said detective i meant yeah yeah the reporter doing doing like a uh a story at like some asylum some random asylum and being warned not to talk to the ghosts especially the young ones because they'll follow you home and it just that never connected to the original story i'm sorry i just couldn't because because he was talking to the guy and he even said something about like 1900 or something implying that what happened at this place happened 100 years ago right meanwhile the story we're being presented is a modern story 1892 1892 okay that's and and that's the biggest disconnect for me and it really hurts the film even though i do like the way they tie in that ending and the discovery and and, you know you know that that big last reveal is kind of cool but what a what a waste they could have done it in a different way they could have agree yeah they they could have done it with just having they could have left that all out altogether they could have left one of the dancers alive and and have her in in well it shouldn't have even been an asylum it should have been the fucking the dance studio a few years later right but that would have been too revealing then we would have had it all figured out beforehand well listen this is what i'm saying i think if this how many times have you watched an old italian film a fulci or so another director or something like that and it didn't make sense that way and they, they threw something in there. Couldn't you see this exact same plot happening in an Italian film with the dub over it? And you would not penalize the film for that. You would just say you that's know, how Italians you know, make films. You know what? You, you're making a very valid point. That is fair because I recently I just watched a 72 Giallo called Death Walks at Midnight. And uh, I thought it was so I thought it was so good for like the first half. And then it became so convoluted and such a mess in the second half, which is how I felt about this film. Yet I feel like I'm definitely being harder on this one. I think it was an artistic choice because why else would you do it? I think that the person, the people that made this movie tried so hard to do an Argento slash Fulci film that they tried to throw in all these other elements. I think it was a choice because otherwise, why do that? Why not just make this a straightforward slasher with this girl? It, 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 it practically writes itself. She goes to the school. People start her friends that are getting bumped off, and we know where it's going to go at the end. Any season of horror uh, viewer halfway through is probably going to figure out what the hell is going to end up happening here at the end. And it, it is what it is. But I think it, the only thing that makes a lick of sense is that they did that on purpose to make it try to look like a, like a 70s Italian film. Yeah. That, that's what I'm going with because it, it helped me. I, I can agree with that. I it just... helps the film. Or agree with you? I just that that final discovery. As much as I enjoyed it, it just makes I can't get it to make any sense in my mind. It doesn't other, make sense. You're right. And it I want it. I want it to. So do I. I, I I'm with you. I, um, if that makes sense, even though I thought the McCabe character was boring, especially like the uh, the voiceover monologues, I, I just I was very out of it whenever he was on screen. If it made sense, I, I think I would raise this film a whole point. I agree with you. Um, 100% I'm on board with everything you're saying. It's, I think we, we all pretty much feel the same way. There was some solid gore. The slasher slash giallo elements were, were spot on. The kills were mostly good. It's a lot of stuff you, you enjoy. That freaking music box with the creepy music. I thought it's all good. Again, it's just like a freaking 70s Italian film. The killer's mask was Looks awesome. Yeah. The killer's yes. mask is awesome. And you know what? You, you yep. brought up Fulci, and I, you know, I criticized some of the... Uh, 
some of the uh, kills earlier, but Fulci, Fulci, yeah, Fulci and eyeballs. I mean, <laughs> so it, it's right there. And yeah. Argento, and especially with the col- Yeah, zombies, yeah. the color palette, you know. The color it, palette, it, especially. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean. The soundtrack, score, I should say. You know, as much as I'm coming down on things not making sense, it is a great homage to Italian cinema. I just felt like, ah, you know, I just wanted to wrap up in a, in a nicer, tighter bow. I agree. If this movie was made in the seventies, it it wouldn't have, and, and and came from Italy, we probably wouldn't care as much. But because yeah. it's made now, and we're watching it, it dubbed and, and now, or if they even faked it, the dubbing of it to to mask the acting almost. I wonder if that would have worked. You know, I like they probably should have. It, it might have added to something because it was. It's not everybody because um, Stretch from uh, you mentioned uh, Caroline Williams. Yeah, yeah. she was yeah. great and she was fine. And I thought yeah. the lead girl was fine. I yeah, yeah. she was fine until she went into and some hysterics. Then it was. Then I was a little. I was like, oof, that was that was good. But for the most part, good, like passable, passable. But it just again, I noticed it enough that it, it took something away from the movie. But I agree, it, I enjoyed this. This was much more enjoyable to me than Dry Blood was. Oh, interesting. Okay, I can see that. I'm I'm pretty close. Dry, yeah, I'm close to Dry Blood. Dry Blood is actually more the type of film that I enjoy. But I, I think I think you know I think I'm about the same, probably around the same. Oh, and for the listeners out there, we are being very cryptic, I guess, without revealing too much in case you haven't seen it. Because when did this get released? Because this was not even on my radar as a 2018 movie. Yeah, yeah it, 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 last year. It, it was. I don't think it was on. It was on Prime. Yeah, it was on is Prime it last year. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't on Canadian Prime then. Oh yeah. really? Unfortunately, yeah. and it's got such gorgeous artwork that you you really like. I want a poster of that artwork. So it was originally called Phantasma. Yeah, even the poster artwork says Phantasma on it. Brett Mullins, Phantasma. Which Bloody Ballet is not a really good title. Bloody you Ballet. Don't think so? I, I love I, it. It's like an eighty slasher title. Totally. Bloody Ballet. I think ballet. Phantasma is more of what they're going for. True. From the the look of it uh, and. And that Argento has more of that '70s Italian feel, while Bloody Ballet has more of that generic, shitty slasher feel. Kind of this... like a, you know what, a Fulci like Murder Rock, or uh, what was the other? It was Murder Rock, or it was Murder Rock the one where it was the dancers? Yep. Yeah. It sure was, and yeah. he killed them all the same way with a freaking needle. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. This movie, I would honestly rather watch this than Murder Rock. I'll tell you right now. Murder, Murder Rock is very repetitious with the kills. I don't think it's, it's an amazing, you know, oh, I, I, piece I, of art or anything, you know. I was never I'm not high the on Murder Rock. Yeah, neither What's am that? I. I've always said that. I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah, with I'm it, okay. but I'm, I I could I could definitely leave it. Sure, sure. Depends on the movie. But, I mean, overall, as, as far as body of work, uh, I, I like the gore and things like that. But the stories just don't make sense to me. And I guess you can excuse it for where it comes from in the time period. But still, that, that, that's always been my big problem with, you know, some of his films, most of his films. But this, to me, seems more like an Italian slasher, almost like stage fright. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really jalo. The only investigating going on really is, is this random guy that's thrown in there. You know what I mean? Who, who, by the way, all of a sudden knows how to, he's an artist by the end of the film. Remember that part? He's looking at his freaking, he drew a bunch of pictures. I'm thinking, where the hell did all these pictures come from? <laughs> did he draw them? We never know. But again, yeah, I don't know. It takes I... you back to Italian horror. Things happen with uh, un- unexplained. 
But that would have been better if it took on more stage fright with more performances and more of the uh, the dancers coming together to create more red herrings. Because even though it is, you can really figure out pretty quickly what's going on in terms of who's the you know antagonist here. It doesn't hurt the film, and I think they try to like just confuse you by by the end that you're like that that story doesn't even matter by the end. No, it doesn't. It's really unnecessary. It's an unnecessary subplot. It's just just could have been a straightforward Italian type yeah. slasher looking thing. It could yeah, have been- e- even even yes. the twist they had with our antagonist as to why everything's going on that's fine. Makes been sense. there, been there, done that. Makes yeah. sense. It's fine. We saw it. yeah, it's we saw fine. It. It's but it was done in like a you know modern stylish way, paying homage to Italian films. But like I said, for me, when I say the acting, you know, was bad. Yeah, it was hit, hit and miss here and there. But the bad acting for me came from two pivotal characters, and that is Debbie Roshan as the doctor, as the psychiatrist, which was a pivotal character in here because she had a lot of a lot of back and forth with our lead character. And it was just her act. It was just so over the top. Like she, she would be like screaming at some points. And it was like, it was just really took you out of it. And the McCabe character, which was a completely like almost like a separate story going on. And you're like, what the hell's going on? It's just this random guy having monologues with himself. Yeah. I and, really and- do think that that hurts the film. Yeah. Uh, as you've met, we mentioned it. I feel like a, like a broken record, uh, but it, it needs to be said again. Like it could have easily been excised right out. I agree, but I think they did. I think it was an artistic choice. I think it was it was an homage thing. That's that's the best thing I can have. I'm gonna cut on cut on some slack and say that had to be the reason. It helped. It didn't make my rating any higher or lower, but I'm trying to excuse it for some reason because why? There's really no reason for it, and everything else about the movie works. I mean, for the most part, the look and and, and the feel, and you know, it just yeah. I don't know, sound of course. Uh, the people behind us know what they're doing. They seem like they're, they're smart filmmakers. So why do that unless there's a reason? But I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't know. Who am I? I'm just no. There's something just there. There's some. There's something definitely there. I mean, just just from the look of the film and and the music itself, it's like mm-hmm. you want to watch the film. It's just then you watch it. And there's just some choices made. It's like why? It's like okay, you could leave in some of this stuff. You could leave in zombie stuff to pay homage to this, but just I don't know. Make it make sense, <laughs> or at least explain it online somewhere, like what it all means. Well, I, I mean, uh, this doesn't like approach my my enjoyment of uh, that I had for masks or the editor, but oh, um, no. but this those definitely, are, but this yeah. definitely, I I enjoyed much more than Francesca. Really, yeah. I'm about the same. I think I'm about equal, but I haven't seen Francesca in a while. But th- that's also on. That's on uh, Tubby now or Tubi. Yeah, that's where I saw it because I had missed it when it came out. And I remember Moods was really high in it, and I and I really didn't dig his other film, uh, Profondo, uh, not Rosso, or Profondo, Sando Rosso, Profondo Rosso. No, no, that's that's Fred. That's Fred. It's Profondo. Sando- Sando Profondo? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Sando Profondo or something like that. I've got to look it up now. Rondo Profondo. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan <laughs> of that either. But because I, I, I he he almost doesn't like uh, using dialogue. <laughs> and I, I like dialogue. So like this this was an homage. I would love to know the budget for it because I think they've been very successful. Profondo. Thank Sono you. Profondo. Deep, deep Sleep. I liked Francesca a lot more than I liked Deep Sleep. And he just did a, a new movie 
that came out last year called What the Waters Left Behind, which I believe was on Prime as well. I know he's I th- I know he's a member of like the uh, I think the Twenty Two Shots page. I'm not sure oh, if he's he? a mem- I'm not sure if he's a member of our group, uh, Luciano Onetti. Yeah, oh. but I, I like his work. I like especially Francesca. That was my favorite of his. I need to watch well, it. I've only, I, I like that better, but I haven't watched his other movie from last year. But I enjoyed this more than those two. Yeah. They just were, it just worked for me. I'm not I'm not high on this movie by any means, but I think from the look, from the music, and it had enough good stuff to to make it. Uh, yeah, I recommend. I'm only. I'm. I don't know if you guys are done, but I'm at six point seven five. Holy shit! Seven, seven. I, I'm seriously at six point seven five. Yeah, it's, it's funny that. how but, Dave. It's it's perfect, you know, because it just it, it is. It's Argento meets Fulci. Yeah, totally. It That's really is. So it it has to be a you know. Of course, I mean, our ratings really aren't super low. We're not super high, but we're not super low by any means so it's certainly a recommend and i think uh fans of italian cinema especially will appreciate it i know jason loved it and i think he he said it did you say he top made 10. top 10 yeah I think he said what he said yep and, and you know what like i said you know a few few different things here and there and you know this could have been an eight out of ten for me competing for a, a spot in you know in the year-end show same here same here very, and I, i've only watched it once once excuse me but yeah just a few Changes I would have made based on my first watch. So let's see what happens after another one. I have to ask you guys if you noticed there was a screw-up in the order of the girls' deaths when there was a, a, the news was being played, and there was a phone call made because of it. And Gigi was killed first, and then Elena was killed later with her boyfriend. And later on in the film, the news was on, and somebody called someone and said they, – they played the news, and it said that Elena – they said the names, and they basically said that Elena got murdered first, and then Gigi. And this was like the news reporting, and they go, they think that it's the same people that uh, that was tied in with the, the murder of Elena so and so, and Gigi somebody was found dead. And it was like three days after the Gigi thing happened, because that's what kicked oh. it all off. No, I, like I definitely didn't notice that. You know yeah. what? I noticed that weird. they made mention to Elena on the news, and uh, and not Gigi, but I, I didn't really think too much of it. But Gigi yeah. had a good kill with that slit throat. Oh yes. Elena's Elena's kill was pretty good, and then uh, I don't know. I just didn't love some of the uh, some of the eye things. Yeah, it was nasty, but it, like I don't know, kind of. Well, they just dwell in it in the car a little too much. They could have cut away, and it would have been just as effective. Yeah, it's almost as if if we yeah. had just seen the blade approaching the eye, and not even, and then just seeing the after effect, it would have been better than watching watching the killer kind of slide it back and forth. It was looked like they were like trying to like uh, whittle wood or something. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't hate it but yes it, it no, I didn't hate showed it that just, it, yeah. it, you, you notice it's a fake head my yeah. favorite term well, but I, I love the slashing at the table the dinner with this, this I love straight razor stuff and then the aftermath yeah. of her just being dead at the table and you just see her yeah. sliced up oh it was it, very effective good kills man good kills oh, you know what oh, the and, and, the, and the friend with, with the friend Berna yeah that that, that uh when he cuts the awesome. Achilles Oh, yeah. oh man, that was nasty. Oh, yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, there was, yeah. there was, some, there was a lot of good stuff here. For sure. Okay, now thank I you, think Jason. we should take our take our break. Would you say, C? I said thank you, Jason. Yes, thank you, Jason. Yes. Thank you, Jason, for our break. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take our break, come back, talk talk a little more uh, 
stuff and then do our final review for the evening. So we'll right. see on the flips. Hello, Headites. While Brandon goes to write down some more puns that Christian will threaten to leave the show over, and Dave goes to look for more red lights for that room of his that clearly doubles as a European whorehouse, please allow me to tell you about another great horror podcast, In the Mic of Madness. We also have what most shows only talk about, tits, real ones, on a real girl, and we call her Becca. She even knows some shit about movies. My other co-host, Brad, sometimes can get so loose with his lips that it's left on the cutting room floor due to the cease and desist orders. I will warn you up front that our show is not for the faint of heart. We speak fast and loose with our words and tend to offend as much as we entertain. We grew up in far less sensitive times and our banter reflects that. We focus mainly on ultra low budget cinema that most people either ignore or pirate. We also interview filmmakers and actors you've never heard of and get them to say stuff they'll probably regret once you have heard of them. So come on over and join the fun at In the Mic of Madness, where overlooked films get their fair shake. So you guys know the only 2019 horror movies I've watched were Dry Blood, which I didn't know was 2019 until we talked about it, and the other one from last year, the freaking the Death Camp thing. And, uh, the Death Camp. <laughs> the, the comedy. The sounds, like comedy. A, it sounds like a World War II documentary. <laughs> the Death, the Death Camp. Camp. Whatever the hell it was called, Death Camp Three, Two D, whatever it was. Two D, Two D, or not Two D. And the Bad Man. The Bad Man's considered 2019. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. Well, then I guess I, I guess I've seen three. But you know, it, it's weird. I have no. Nothing has. I mean, Us is coming out like what next week or whatever. That, that's something. That's a must see for me. But I mean, everything else that I've seen, people, it's nothing like last year. Like. Nothing has won me over. Like nothing has passed the Dave Z test where I'm looking at it, where I'm where I'm saying to myself, does this have a chance to make my top ten or anything like that or top nineteen, whatever it's going to be? And I, I just nothing has like swayed me. Like nothing has been across the board like that. People have been on. You know what I'm saying? Is oh, it I know, no, no. The only movie that stands out are the ones that I consider 2019 would be Glass, and I'd give the next nod to. Maybe Anna and the Apocalypse, maybe, and that's not by any means great. That was is Anna and the Apocalypse 2019. It depends. It, it depends. Like it depends on where you look. Some people say it's a 2019 because of the limited release it got. So I'm counting oh, okay. that uh, because it was more festival runs. Uh, I think so we'll have and, to look it up on. And then uh, Braid, Braid. Everybody's raving about Braid. I thought Braid was good. Okay, I thought it was good. See, I'm, I'm a minority though. People are loving it. How many have you watched? Huh. Okay, so Camp Death 3 and 2D, Glass, Slasher Party, The Bad Man, Dry Blood, and in the Apocalypse, and Braid. So that's seven. Not many. All right, so so Dave's at three, you're at seven, and, you know, I'm going to get into my, my movie challenge and talk about that in, in a little bit. But for me, I've watched Piercing, Pledge, Life Changer, Dry Blood, Animus, Velvet Buzzsaw, Hard Noir and the Badman, and okay. and you know uh, Camp Death Three if you count that, so that would be nine. And you know the only reason why I'm I'm saying this in conjunction with this movie challenge I'm doing is because I haven't told people, but I'm trying to watch one thousand different movies this year. <laughs> You're out of your mind. And <laughs> one thousand in total, like it could be old movies, right? 
It, yeah, oh, yeah, it could be old movies. Oh, the only yeah. the only requirement is that the movie is at least an hour long because, you know, if you watch, like, old Hollywood movies from the 30s or 40s, some of them are, like, 60 minutes or 59 minutes long. So, you know, occasionally you might throw one of those in. But I am tracking my entire progress on Letterboxd. Yes, I'm on there, too, now. So that's yeah. good. I'm going to have to look at your thing yes. because I haven't. I haven't looked yeah. at the movie. Any of that. Where are yeah. you now? Tell everybody where you stand right motherfucking now. Well, my letterbox username is B Orlick. So just Borlick, B O R L I C K. And Dr. my Borlick. count to this point, we are what, about 70 days into the year? I am at 328 movies watched. Jesus wow. Christmas. Holy cow. I have 73 and, movies. That, 328? And there's there's four of us doing this challenge, and the other guys are, two of them are close to two of them are close to two hundred, and one of them's at around two forty. So we're we're all on pace. I'm just way ahead of schedule. That's good though. Get it? You're probably gonna burn out, but still, at least. But the point I'm trying to make is, I've watched eight 2019 horror films, and besides that, I've been watching mainly like old comedies that I want. Because there's just, there just hasn't been anything that struck my fancy yet. Christian mentioned some of the films. You know, you mentioned us. I've been looking recently uh, at some of the new movies coming out. I've actually been watching some of the trailers, you know, just to see if anything seems interesting. Because especially this year, you know, we're doing a top 19. Of those eight films I mentioned, Piercing I would really recommend and Animus on uh, on Netflix I would really recommend. But other than that, like, I haven't been blown away. It's been solid this year, you know, from the eight films I've seen. But, you know, nothing that's, like, amazing. I do want to check out Braid because I've been hearing people talk about it. Yeah, people are going crazy over it. And I thought, like, I thought it was good. Yeah. It's good. I, I, I bet, okay. I also joined Letterboxd right just for this year, just because it's easier you know, it just just for the ease of it. Just I'm not always putting the ratings on. If it's things that are for the show, the rating isn't going to go on until the next show drops. Because yeah. I don't like to freaking give things away, and I don't like when other shows do it. So I, you know, but I am putting everything there. And like me, okay, like right now, here's what I have: four movies on my watch list because they have the watch list thing on Letterboxd. And right now, it's Dave Z as in Z E E. If you want to find me there, I am on Letterboxd. But and if you follow me, I'll follow you right back. But Here's the four movies I put there from 2019. Hole in the Ground, Gollum, Braid, and Purgatory Road. That is it. Yeah, it's not. Purgatory Road's one that I added to my list. Gollum does not appeal to me, even though the story is a Jewish story. I like the original Gollum from, like, the 20s. But uh, what was the first one you mentioned? Hole in the Ground. It's Hole in the Ground. Yeah, that's one that uh, somebody in our group just recently posted that I think she had watched it. And said it was excellent. So I'm interested in checking that one out too. Because people are talking about that one. But that's it though. It's the only four movies that are really on my radar. Like the other ones, I'm not even sure if they're horror. Like Anna and the Apocalypse, I don't think it's musical. I don't think I'm going to be into it. And it's comedy, zombie shit. I don't think I'll be into it. I don't think there's any chance of sniffing any list I'm going to make. Uh, Piercing, I'm not sure how much horror that is. I don't know. I can't say I didn't see it. I'm going by what I hear on podcasts. What I hear people in our group page and other horror group pages saying, and I'm just going by that. I'm just yeah. going by the general consensus. Because even if a movie like 
someone's if someone says, hey, this, this, and this, and, and someone else, and they say they like it a lot, and then someone else weighs in and says, oh, it's pretentious, already bullshit, that's gonna actually turn me on. Because apparently a lot of the stuff I like to a lot of people that you like braid. <laughs> that that's why it's on my list. That's they, what I'm saying. You know I like that trippy shit and, I, and artistic. And it's I liked fine. braid. I don't get me wrong. I liked it. And in the apocalypse, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying from what I saw, it's in the top three of what I saw. I, I think it'd probably go like glass. Braid and on the apocalypse, maybe in that order. Yeah, uh, and, I think and apocalypse I, <laughs> was not even all that great. It was just yeah. good. Yeah. Animus is my, is my number one for this year right now. Which one? Really? Animus. It's on Netflix. It. Really? It's on you Netflix. Said recommended. So yeah. Right. But uh, I never heard of fucking Woody. I never heard of Animus. I'm going to write that down. And the other two, I'm not even considering horror. I'm not considering. Glass horror from everything I've heard, and I'm not considering uh, what the hell else was it that, that people Velvet Buzzsaw. I'm not going to consider a horror movie, and I'm not going to consider. Um, there was one more that other people are talking. Oh, Chapter Happy two? Death Day. Uh, Happy Death Day to you. I'm not considering horror. Everyone I've, uh, that I've heard talk about it, it's like 90% comedy. I I don't think these movies have a chance of, of making any list I'm going to make. So I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm having fun. I'll tell you, today's date. What is the date? The the ninth. Or something? Yeah, the ninth. Okay. So the ninth of the month of, of uh, March, I am, I didn't log the new one in that I just watched, but I'm at 67 films. So it's almost at a film a day. Uh, uh, the average is maybe off by whatever, two days. So I'm still holding strong. I'm still watching a lot of movies and I'm watching a lot of different things and I'm revisiting a lot of things that I just enjoy. Like January was my month off of horror. So I watched all kinds of freaking you know, I don't know if you guys saw it in the group page, but I was yeah, watching. Yeah, you were, you were watching a lot of classics, catching right, up. that I've never seen. So, yeah. okay, that, that's what I do every January. I'm like, okay, maybe I should have seen this movie by now. So I did that, and I got on a bunch of those things, you know, and I was watching, like, Terminator and, you know, movies like that. Then I got in this found footage kick. I'm, I'm going to read an email, because that's what got, I forgot to do that last show, and I said I was going to do it. But let me, let me find it quickly. But I've been on the found footage kick again. And it's great because my daughter is on it with me. Turns out she really likes found footage, especially the mockumentary stuff. Because she saw the Bay last year and it freaked her out or a year and a half ago. Like it bothered her, like the body horror stuff and the bacteria. She didn't like it, but she did like the idea of the mockumentary type movie. So I watched Savage Land with her and I watched um, Blair Witch Project with her. And, and she likes them. And now I'm going through paranormal activity. I've watched... Well, we watched one last year, and she wasn't crazy about it. But now we've watched two, three, and four all this past week, and she's enjoying the ride. So I'm doing the found footage thing with her, and it's been kind of cool. And it all got kicked off hardcore because of an email um, that was uh, sent to me by Chris Taylor about a movie called Cold Ground. And he sent the email to me. He said, I know you're a huge found footage fan. I want to let you know about a found footage movie I watched on Prime lately. It's called Cold Ground. I'm not going to go into plot details, but if you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself to watch it. It blew me away. So anyway, he really liked it. He, he's like freaking, it's his favorite found footage movie with the possible exception of Blair Witch Project. So he absolutely loved it. So yeah, I did watch it. And I, he's, he's like in the 9 out of 10 area. I'm not going to go that high, but I did enjoy it. I mean, what the hell? It's been so long since I've watched it that I can't really... Uh, give you all the information but i think i gave it like a i have the rating or i gave it like a 7.25 but 
it's good it, 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 for found footage for found footage enthusiasts. You really should check this one out. It, it's on Prime. It's called Cold Ground. I like that okay. cover art. The lucky ones freeze to death. It's pretty cool, man. Is it's it French 2019 or no? It's a. Older. It says 2017. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it came out in 18 on on Prime. Yeah, that's yeah. It looks like it came out in 18. But it's cool. Yeah, I think I think you guys actually both like it. It takes place in 1976 as well, so it's got it's it's doing it's like doing a documentary about things that are happening on the 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 border, the French Swiss border, and it's a documentary for French TV, and there's some things going on in this area, and it's just just check it. out. I know you guys are are into found footage enough that I think you guys would like it. So yeah, and Canadians cool. and uh, Christians uh, French. Yes, and I wanted to talk about it last show because we had all the French film, but we just didn't have the time. No one else had watched any movies. I was going to make it an official triple R, but no one else had a triple R to do, so we couldn't do it. And now it's been so long that I can't, I can't do the movie justice by going over the plot details because I forgot. But I do know that I enjoy the film, and you know, and and I'm glad that, that Chris sent it my way. So so thank you again. And B, that's what you should do. You should do the found footage challenge now that you're watching a thousand movies. I should send you the official list. And anything you haven't seen, you should watch. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll finish off the list, especially found footage because they're shorter films too. Right. The gallows. And if any if anybody wants to know <laughs> Dave's number one, it's the first two and a half hour movie that comes out this year. <laughs> and period piece. <laughs> Christian like that. <laughs> Dave looked like he was like, hey, yeah. Hey, fuck, break you. <laughs> it is what it is. Isn't it weird, though, that I have all these long movies and I'm not a, 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 a usually a proponent for them? I didn't think. Uh, typically, I haven't been, but recently, recent years, I have been. And period pieces. My four, I was thinking of it the other day. Four years in a row, my number one movie is a period piece. It just happened to be that way. And they happen to be long. Too. Although the witch wasn't long. The witch clocks in, in like the 90 minute area. So it's one more great thing about that film. Did you guys see Suspiria yet or no? I still have not seen Suspiria. My God, don't no. you trust me? What the, why? I trust I trust, I trust you. I just, it's two and a half hours. Yeah, I can watch two movies in that time, especially with the challenge. But now that I'm so far ahead, maybe I'll uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, but don't go in that mentality of it's two and a half hours because then it will seem long to you. You know what I mean? That's the problem. If you're going to go in dreading a long movie, I, I noticed that people do that. Anyone that's had like negative stuff to say about it have said that. When I sat down and watched the movie in theaters, by the way, twice, and once with a 12-year-old with me, nobody had a problem with it, with it being. It sets itself up at the beginning saying this is a sixth act film. And there you go. Just, Six so acts. I kept looking forward to the next act. I was like, okay, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and I don't know. But if you go in there thinking it's going to be long, then don't bother. because I Maybe I'll watch an it. act a week. <laughs> yeah, can you do that? Will that work? Yeah, I'll be, in six weeks, I'll uh, review the film. Does that count as six movies for your challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So we're all on Letterboxd now. That, that's what's going on, all three of us there. And we have the Exploding Heads Letterboxd. They right. already set up for us. Which I don't know how to get, get into anymore. Oh, he gave me, I got the information. But see, my app is already here, and this and that. If I sign in with a different account, I don't know. Okay, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should play around. I got, there I got some, the info. I've had some fun this year, you know? I'm watching a whole, you know? I didn't consider horror noir either. I don't consider documentaries so much as to be on my horror list. But I, I have it on the horror list. I'm not going to make it eligible for a top 
spot, you know, in terms of uh, year-end show, but that's probably the best, <laughs> the best horror film this year. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? I want to throw out another recommend. There's an app out there called Just Watch. Just Get that app. Just Watch. Just Watch. Because if you want to know where something is playing, streaming, you just type the movie in, and there it is. And it also tells you every day when a new movie arrives at Netflix or Prime or what have you, every day there's a new thing. Released today, three titles here, and it's there. And I use this thing so much now. Like right now, I want to talk about this movie because it's on my phone footage list. It's called Alone With Her, and I showed it to my daughter. Haven't watched it in a while, but I'm pretty sure that it's somewhere, and that's what made it easier. No, okay, you can only rent it on Amazon, four bucks. Okay. Either way, I enjoyed that one again. I still in the seven out of ten range. And um, like, I'm not going to review it. I'm just... I'm just going down some of the movies on my list and revisiting them and having having a good time with them. Like I said, Savage Land, I watched it again, along with her. Watched that for the first time in a while and enjoyed Savage, it. But... Savage Land was really good. Oh, man, it was even better this time on my TV that, and everything. That, oh. that was a great one. I didn't so... mind that one. I didn't mind that one. And I used Just Watch. Uh, there, you can Canadianize it so that it will tell you where they – because a lot of the films are not available the same way they are in the States. Uh, and that's why I found Braid and uh, Anna and the Apocalypse were on Hoopla, which is your link to your, your local library. library. I think I re- told you guys about this the last time. And yeah. I was able to rent or borrow, as they call it, you're borrowing the movie for 48 hours. And I watched Braid and uh, Anna and the Apocalypse through that. It was great. I got to get that. We're, hopefully it's on my TV. Or if it's not, we're, it's on a computer. Like where do you where right do you now? Things? I've got the computer will not allow you to download them to your thing, which is fine. You can just stream, uh, but I I was doing it to my iPad. I didn't check to see. I'm pretty sure it's probably available for Apple TV. I just didn't okay. check. But yeah. I can, but I can get it on my iPad then if it's an Apple. No, it's, I, I was watching it on an iPad. I'm gonna look into it. Then again, that's Canada, so no. But I'm still gonna look into that hoopla. I'm gonna go to my library and get a card because I, I, yeah, uh, it sounds like it's worth it to me. I watched Bad Dream. Did I tell you that? See? Oh, you fun? Yeah, yeah. I think you did mention it. Okay, it's been a while. I would give it a seven out of ten. So it probably would have made my freaking slasher list, and it's, it's slasher enough for me. So yeah, I watched Drag Me to Hell because I've been saying for years I should watch it again because I was so thrown off the first time I saw it. I wasn't expecting it to be as Evil Deadish comic way yeah. as it was but this time around uh second view dave i mean it was long overdue and i it's eight out of ten so yeah it's a I, it's I way it's it. way more enjoyable the second time for sure yeah because you know i didn't know what to expect but i've watched the burbs I, I enjoyed the hell out of that eight out of ten i'm just i'm a lot of new watches and a lot of you know second views but i'm having fun doing doing my, the den i showed that one to my daughter she liked that Creep, I showed that one to her. She liked that one. She's like, oh, you know, there's a Creep too. She saw it on, on, on Netflix. She goes, yeah, I go, yeah, we'll watch it. I don't like Creep 2 as much as one. I know that I'm in the minority. I know I'm some people you. like it better. I just enjoy the the way the first one was set up better. I don't know. It's no, I think, you, I think you guys are the majority. I'm the one that liked Creep 2 better. Or, no, better I think a lot first. of people, I thought a lot of people like Creep 2. I hated yeah, it. I didn't, I didn't hate, hate it. it. No, not at all. I was just, 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 no, okay. Like I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> Fucking extremes, this guy. No, but it was it was a big drop off from part one for me. It was a drop off enough because I mi- I missed the mystery of is he crazy or is he not and how, what is true and what's not. Now it's all out there already and you know what he is and it's not it doesn't have that. 
The original Creep was my number two film of 2015. Granted, my top ten list was fucked that year, but it was my number two <laughs> film that year. And Creep 2 didn't even sniff a top uh, 17 or 18, whatever it was, year that came out. Yeah, yeah. for me, the first one's like an eight, and, and Creep 2 is like a seven. And yeah, like, the first one was eight and a half for me. It might even be an eight and a half for me. It, it was, I think it was like my number 10 that year, or it was 11, whatever it was. I did quite enjoy it. Even it reminds me of like another evil. Remember another evil that that great movie and the, the relationship between the two guys and the way things progress. That's what you see kind of in Creep. Granted, Creep was first, but that's what I compare it to. Creep two, it's like the mystery's already out there. I, I, I don't know. I can't I can't explain it. What's that? Cruise control. <laughs> Creep two. Cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> Creep two. On the move. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, did you guys see the Bundy thing on Netflix? I got bored of it. I put it on and I what? think I fell asleep to it. Yeah. Wow. He didn't I kill didn't enough people it. for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, yeah. The I Bundy tapes, it. right? One oh, I, I loved it. What about Abducted in Plain Sight? That, that freaking film? Did you I see that it. one? I, my, I liked it. My wife told me about it and I, I sounded like it would make me mad, so I didn't watch it. You know, it, it made me so mad that I, I watched it by myself. My wife was gone. I told my wife, I was texting her watching I said, you have to see this film. When you come home, you got to watch this movie. Actually, my daughter started watching it by herself the first time. Showed it to me. I watched it with her, right? And then then I watched it, and then I, I told my wife. I, and so my daughter saw it three times. I saw it twice. I, I, these parents are freaking so stupid, so so ridiculous. It was borderline idiotic at times. It almost felt yeah. like like it was farce. Right. That's they, how don't ridiculous. They, this is the one where they allow, my wife was telling me, that they allow their kid to sleep, the, the, the predator to sleep in with the kid for his rehabilitation. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? And that was after he had kidnapped her, took her to Mexico and married her. Dude, you won't believe. You have to see it just to know. Just to see this. It's unbelievable. That's what I'll tell my wife. I'm like, you've got to see this film. Because she, I knew she was going to be angry. I was angry. She was getting more angry. And I knew it was going to happen. But it's something that has to be seen to be believed. So you have to see it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. You know? But anyway, that's it. And I'm going through paranormal activity. I said that. I'll tell you what. I watched. I watched four today, and I enjoyed it more than I have ever enjoyed it. And they didn't go anywhere, like we said when we did our retro, which I, I love that show that we did. That's one of my favorite <laughs> shows. I really do. That's oh, I, I love us. That is one of the one. Of, that's one of the best experiences that I've had with this show. Yeah, God, really I, God, I really love me on that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. I love that episode. Like I, that's, I, I don't walk around recommending many of our episodes to people when I first start talking he's, to them. He's walking down the street yeah. just saying, exploding heads, <laughs> hey, paranormal activity. Check it out. Check it out. That's the shirt he got made up. <laughs> paranormal activity episode. Episode, what is it, 68? I don't even remember what it was. That's well, I'm proud of the retro. It's 50 I'm proud of it. No, no it's a good retro. It. Yeah, we, we did it. We dug deep. You know what I mean? But I really enjoyed part four this time more than before. I still give it the same rating, but I like what it does story-wise. I like how it advances the story, but it still lacked in other areas. But I really like seeing freaking Katie, the last 10 minutes, just freaking go on that rampage. And you actually see her evil for more than 30 seconds. You see her agenda, and you see where she is now. She's basically taken over where her grandmother was. She's like a, a serious piece in this freaking, you know— a serious player, I should say, in this freaking this coven, and I like it. Uh, that's what I like about it is is seeing Katie doing her thing, man. It, it's pretty cool. But whatever, I just 
Just a couple. I'm surprised they haven't come up with a seventh one. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love this series. Uh. <laughs> where can they go? I, I just don't know. If they can bring Katie back in and do something else, yeah, that would be fine. If they Toby's can bring revenge. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you want to talk about uh, Patreon really quick? See, because we sat down and we freaking restructured the Patreon. Yeah, Brandon decided to not join us one night. Yeah, and uh, we decided that that was. A I did wake up to a very interesting Patreon page. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> you like it though, right? I'm I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, Dave and I just well, not just Dave and I. We had talked about. Uh, offering some different options, uh, different levels, tier levels, and uh, we came up with some good ones. Actually, David, they came up with all of them. We just figured out how we were going to um, structure it. And uh, I think there's some fantastic options for people who want to donate. You don't have to donate, but we fucking appreciate it. Uh, and if you just want to donate a buck, so be it. Thank you. That's yeah. that's awesome. That doesn't give you all access, but it gives you access to Brandon's anus. <laughs> it gives you entry, but full access starts at three, right? Yep. Full access gets you the video and, and everything else that comes with it. Yep. But we have different levels. We have different options. You know what I mean? It's restructured. If you guys are on the fence, look and, and look and see what you can do now because it, it's, it's, it's different stuff. And this is the year of the patron. We're taking it seriously. Climb down first, then look into the stuff. Prime down, would you say? Climb down first. Then oh, <laughs> climb down. Well, you said yeah. if they're on the fence, like this. Oh, you crazy bastard. Okay, yeah. climb down. Climb Whoa. down. But yo, check it out because we even our next three shows, we already pretty much know what they are. Uh, depending on when they're like, our next show is going to be another one from Daryl, but we're going to be talking about um, Baba. There's three films there, so he, he has the trilogy option, which. We've always had that option, so that's not new. But then after that, if she's ready to cash it in, is, is Christine Strau. And what she's doing... What know, is it, like one year, ten films? Two yes. girls, one cup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. It's one year, ten films. It's friggin' pick any year in horror, and we'll talk about ten films. We'll talk about, you know, it'll be like triple R's or whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it for a couple hours. We'll do our thing. You know what I mean? Just she, things like she's that. She's picking the year and the films. Yes, she doesn't have to. We, if she wants to, that's her option. Correct. Yeah. She's definitely picking the year. She gets the but option I, too. Yeah. Yes, if she wants us to pick the films, we can. If she wants to pick them all, whatever it is, we we made everything out there, so it's like you know, give people options. But yes, let her pick all ten. That that's great too. But that should be fun. And then after that, we said we'd never do it, but in the year of the patron, in. Just for fun, we're going to do it. After that, Derek B. has moved up a tier to have us talk about non-horror movies for one show. Did he tell you guys what they were? No, did he tell you? He yeah, did. he did. He showed me as well. He, he didn't show me. I, I just talked to him yesterday, too, about something nothing to do with it. But It's actually a very interesting idea of what he chose. Let me ask you this. Is it something unconventional? It's not, it's, it's not going to be like three freaking Asian movies, is it? No. It's three films, three non-horror films by a famous horror director. So there is a tie-in. Okay. Yeah. We were making fun of him earlier. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's, it's three Fulci films that are not Italian. What? Uh, that are not... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, they're three Fulci are, French films. That are not horror. 
Really? Yeah, because Fulci started with non-horror films. Interesting. Wow. Well, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I, I have never seen any of the films. It's like four. Four of the Apocalypse, Contraband, and there was one other. Conquest, like, Conquest. which I have seen. Yeah. Conquest. That's yeah. a pretty cool movie. But, I thought it was interesting. I'm like to to see a famous horror director's non horror works. That is interesting. Okay. That, that, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna do it for a horror show, we can at least still have a tie in with, with it being Fulci. So I, I respect that. I, I do. I do hope someone else comes in and does that though, and has us pick like one comedy, one fantasy film, and like one you know one action movie. Porn. Things that. You, <laughs> just something like that where it's crazy like say hey you guys watch freaking labyrinth or something because i've never seen it you know some oh random my thing. god i would love to review labyrinth i might pay us to review labyrinth. <laughs> that's gonna say if someone else ever cashes that in just because so a lot of these watch things, it. yeah i haven't seen legend either there's so many i've never movies. seen legend that would be a good legend labyrinth and what's another one princess bride or the, the, hot, oh, not the hot, what's that, that thing called but legend i legend i like that's ridley scott uh Labyrinth hasn't aged well. I watched oh, that. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> Labyrinth is How timeless. about Time Bandits? What if they give us Time Bandits? Do you remember that Willow. one? Willow. I've never seen Willow. Those I Time Bandits time with bandits. a bunch I of like midgets that. that fly around in that yep. boat. <laughs> yep. Or how, can someone give us the Batch of the Future I believe the PC something? term isn't midgets. I believe it's tiny. <laughs> I believe it's tiny man babies. When Time Bandits came out, That's it was right. a batch <laughs> of midgets. Yeah, that's true. That was the time. Bandits. <sighs> so yeah. Speaking Lots. of which, at the convention, what's his name? Phil Fonda Roca. What's what's Mc, McCracken? The little guy. Oh yeah. From Willow, from Ghoulies, from. The only little guy I know is Warwick Davis. I don't know. No, you is. know Phil Fonda Fonda Relly, whatever. Phil McCracken. But he was he was there. But uh, he had to leave early because he had to be in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, what he was asshole. there though. Yeah. But he was only charged. He was only charging half price for an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waka waka type of day for him. Brilliant. Oh, you know, as long as we're talking about that again, let me. While I have the emails before me, let me shout these out. We have. Uh, okay, we have Eldo Romero. We have Kevin Corpy. These are new patrons. We have Ty B, T-Y, letter B. We have Ben Grimm. We have Rob Hankins. And we have Nicholas Holmes. So, bunch of new patrons. Hey, Holmes. Hey, Holmes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Holmes. Take <laughs> this. Thanks, Holmes. <laughs> That's funny, dude, because I've been saying that all year. Oh, not well, you know who Mahomes is? The freaking quarterback for the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my brother and my father and I all we do is crack jokes and watch football, and I have nicknames for everybody. So since his Mahomes became a star, my nickname for him is the Crip, and I call him, "Hey, it's Mahomes." <laughs> Every week when I'm watching football, "Hey, Mahomes." <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. What, what would Pepe to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that crazy dog. I hear you, but um, I was gonna throw some things out there as far as the the the, the new things. But we have different different levels and different – some of them are just, you know, they're not going to cover a whole show. They're just going to be a, a segment or whatnot, but we have a bunch of different things. This is, you know what? It is, there's a ton of options out there, and I, I love the idea of people getting involved, not only for picking movies, but 
Man, I loved when Christine joined us on the show. Get involved, yeah, do that. I, I'm surprised more people don't want to do that. I mean, we're fun to hang out with, I think. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah, we're not intimidating. We used to anything. be. <laughs> we used to be. Back, back in season two, we were fun. But we have so many different options now. Like I said, the Year in Horrors one, we're talking about doing a commentary. We have a thing called Deathmatch where, where you know, people pick a couple things and, and we you know, put it to battle, whatever it is. What's you know, this? Uh, pick this, the topics. What's this, uh, the, the game one, this, like, the marry, kill? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Cut, gut, or bust a nut. Yeah. Cut? <laughs> Wait, say it again to explain this one to me. Cut, gut, or bust a nut. That's okay. what it is. That was decided on the group page one day. I asked people a few cut, months ago. Cut, mm-hmm. gut, or bust a nut. Yep. And what is what does that mean? Well, if you cut someone, you're just giving them a cut. You know okay, what I mean? Just, so okay. that's kind of the that's like the fuck. You know what I mean? Gut yeah. is, is is kill because you're really you know, oh, okay okay. And Mary obviously is bust a nut because you're happy about it. Yeah. Right? So it's cut, gut, or bust a nut, and it's another segment, you know, <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> Someone can pick three movies or franchises or whatever, and we'll get in there. We'll have a freaking discussion on it, and we'll each have our have our pick. We have all different things like this, little segments, full things, freaking, you know, we have a thing where you can have us pick any franchise, you know what I mean, and uh, a thing where you can pick 100 films for from a 10-year thing and the yeah, thing I, is, I saw the only reason I didn't get crazy over that is because I'm doing the thousand movie challenge. But when I saw yeah. that hundred movies, I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, it's easy to do. Should help Shut up over there. That'll help no, you that's get to why your I didn't. That's kidding. why I didn't get crazy. I was like, normally I'd be like, "I ain't watching hundred fucking movies or a show." That's like nine a day to prep. Yeah, but we're not watching them. That's just it. It's almost like well, we, we don't have to watch all of them. They're probably gonna be. Like, look at it this way. Let's say somebody picks 1980s, okay, and it's like 80 to 89. We did almost what we did when we did our, our 40 years of horror. We look at 1980, and, and, we, and we just discuss which 10 movies we're going to – we decide which 10 movies we're going to discuss. We're not going to go into reviews and give them ratings or anything. We're just going to say, okay, Friday the 13th. Well, we already know about that. We talk, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? And we do each year. Just like yeah. we did that year. Like we each picked a movie and then we each pick like one or two um shout outs. Remember how we did that? It'll just be like that, except we'll talk a little bit more. That's all. It is a little bit more. It won't be that big a deal. It'll probably be a th- three, four hour show, sure. But whatever. It it'll be fun. Whatever. And yeah, man. And the thing is these things are limited because we can only put out so many shows a month, which is why we waited this this long to do to get this Patreon heavy. Because we wanted to do what we wanted to do in the past. We wanted to do the franchises and the slashers. and We didn't want to become a straight patron show right off the bat when we introduced it. Now that's the theme for this year, and we'll see what happens in the future. We're definitely not straight patron. We're about we're by patron. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> As in, by patrons. <laughs> so it's that time yet. We got another review. There you go, exactly. By patrons. Sign up for us if you want to. We're on there. There's lots of things you can check out. Patreon.com slash Exploding Heads. Get in on the action. And anybody who wants to send us a message anywhere, please do it, man. Do it on Facebook. Do, do it on the Patreon. Do it on the, um, whatever. Talk to us. Let do us know your Do it on Tubi. Whatever. Tubi continued. So <laughs> are we going to wrap it up with our final feature review? Let's do this. Let's All do right. It. Final feature review is The Pact from 2012, directed by Nicholas McCarthy, who also wrote it. 
as a woman struggles to come to grips with her past in the wake of her mother's death and the disappearance of her sister, an unsettling presence emerges in her childhood home. Another first time watch. Me too. Second, second time watch. Too bad B spoiled it for me on like our first or second show. <laughs> but he did. I spoiled this movie? Yes, you spoiled the reveal. Uh, and, but here's the deal. It didn't end up being as big a deal as it was in the other movies where there was a similar type thing happening in it. That was like the crux of the entire film in those other movies. This was just part of it, and I didn't care that I knew that it was going to be revealed. It was, only, I, it, was, it was back in episode one or two? It was. I don't want to say which one it was because if you look at the movie – You'll, you, you, if I, one of our earlier episodes. Oh, I know which one. Okay. Ten. I know which one. This is a better version of that movie. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, but whatever. You said that at that, that, that time as well. But I did enjoy this movie. Uh, that part was kind of, I don't want to say insignificant. That part it can actually be explained because I don't think there was anybody in the house for a lot of it. I don't know. But that, that's a whole other deal. This film, I, I did enjoy it though. It was actually. I, there was some good jump scares. There was some creepy moments. And I was down with the mystery of trying to figure out what, what's going on here. It was kind of like the ring where we were uncovering something. I mean, I know it's not exactly like it is, but I like the way the film was structured. I, I, I love the way the film was structured, and I thought it was a perfect blend of, like, creepy horror mystery with just a slight um, well-done touch of Supernatural. It didn't go overboard when it when it went supernatural. I liked it as well. Uh, I like the performances in this were probably the best out of all the movies that we reviewed tonight. We, we got some names in here. I mean, we yeah. got some names in here who have gone on to have you know careers. Oh yeah, the first girl, right? The first girl that, that that's in there. She yeah, Agnes Brocker, who was the first right. sister who disappeared in the call, did a bunch of stuff. Even the uh, cousin. She's she went on to be a big star. I forgot what, what was she was, in, is, she was in episodes. Episodes. Show episodes. Yeah, I was, loved her. She was in, in fantastic. Yeah, she was great. Kathleen yeah. Rose Perkins, who played yeah. the cousin Liz, and the lead girl. I, I mean, I love her. Katie Lotz, who played Annie. Terrific. The weakest. The weakest part of this is. I mean, he's he's an okay actor. Is Casper Van Dien? Yeah. As the cop. Yeah, he's he's odd. He's always odd, but yeah. he still works. He still works. And the movie, the movie's great. Like this guy, uh, the director, what was his name? Nicholas something or other. Nicholas McCarthy. Yeah, he actually has a grasp on on creating some tension and dread and, yes. and atmosphere. Just so those those nice tracking shots down the hallway in, in the washroom. Yeah. They're just amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, sometimes I was like thinking maybe they stayed a couple beats too long. On like, is there something in the closet? Is there anything in the closet? But it works. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah, I love it. So then I'm like, you know what? No, because I actually liked it. Then he obviously meant for it to go that extra long time. Yeah, uh, but it's it's successful. So I I think that 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 such great tension created when you're staring into like pitch black. I love that, and I think the just the look of the house, the the uh, claustrophobic feel, that look of the wallpaper and stuff, and just it was really well done. I, I really enjoyed this film a lot. Me too. And I, I feel bad. I didn't get a chance to give it a second watch. I wanted to. And uh, I just, this is when I feel I need to give it the old Dave Z second view mm -hmm. because I, I mean, I still obviously watched it and took what I took from it, but 
I don't know. Knowing what I know now, I think I, I want to go back and not that it was an amazing twist, especially because that thing I was talking about, I knew was coming somehow in some way. And actually, that part, I wish it could have been played a different way. It wasn't cheesy, so I'm glad for that. But I think it could have been played a different way. Either way, it doesn't matter. See, I, I, do I actually love the way it was done. I think it was done very nonchalant in, in almost, you know, like it was an accident that we almost saw it because we're following our main character when this reveal happens and it just so happens to be, you know, towards the climax of the film. But, you know, whereas in other films where they have this type of reveal, it's always like overly dramatic and, and, and tends to be supernatural. Well, this was as well. I mean, this had, yeah, but if you notice the supernatural elements in this film had nothing to do with the, um, I want to be cryptic here with the antagonist here. Right, it had to do with, uh, yeah, I know. It had, it to, had do to do with stuff that I could actually almost buy into existing in in the real world, like spirits that that haven't been put to rest yet. So, are we not going to spoil this? Like, I again, I can I can maybe dance around it. So, all the supernatural shit that's sort of happening to her, am I wrong in saying it's not there? Well, I, I guess fuck, I can't you really can say, say that they're victims, can't you? Yeah, it's, it's they're there it's to help. It, it, yeah, exactly. Okay. All the supernatural stuff is occurring. It, the, the big reveal is that it's, it's to help her. Yeah, I know. So I feel like hopefully her. that's not like a, 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 a I guess it's a spoiler in its sense, but it shouldn't ruin the the movie for anybody. Yeah. No. And if it no, did, no. then I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it's it's a spoiler in that way. I mean, we're not and saying look, you, you get you get a lot you get a lot of stuff that you've seen. Like again, I'll talk about we've seen stuff before. You know, who's that behind you? Pictures falling, creaking sounds, but it's done so well that the tension is just really there from start to finish. Yes, and, and the performances are strong and. and and you know what? I mean, I, I obviously had seen it before, so I knew what was going to happen. But I was watching it with my dad, and my dad's like, "Oh, I know what's going on." And he would shoot out a theory that sounded like a decent theory, but was completely wrong, which which actually made me enjoy the film more because he was coming up with all these ideas that it could have been, and he was being thrown off. Well, there's a couple of things that interest me too. Now I'm more interested in seeing uh, the Prodigy now this year that came yeah, out, yeah, came in yeah, yeah, already. He, because he directed and that, that. He directed that, and he directed uh, At the Devil's Door from a few years back, which I, I remember liking as well, but I haven't seen The Prodigy yet either. The worst either. the worst thing about this movie is the cover art. It's a really shoddy cover art yeah. for the movie. It turned me off for years. It was on Netflix sitting there. I never watched it. Yeah, you know, you think, you, Brandon, you don't seem to agree. I just found it very generic and very, yeah. it looks like, it looks like Freddy uh, in the remake coming out yeah. of the Thank you. You read my <laughs> yes, hundred percent. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it maybe is, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking. I'm kind of, I'm kind of different. You know what it is? I, I, it's been years since I watched it the first time. I probably saw it the first time like maybe two years after it came out. I rented it. I, and it, it's just weird that the movie stuck with me because once I really started watching and I, you know, I just remembered a lot that was going on. And I remembered certain parts of it. And, I, you know, me, I have a terrible memory. And I even remember the sequel, which is nowhere near as good. Well, yeah, I, I was going to make a comment about that. I didn't realize until, obviously, researching this, that it had a sequel that came two years later. So this must yeah. have been moderately successful enough to 
to drive an in an in name sequel only, but it, but there are some returning actors. Our our lead character does return in a in a smaller role, but it's uh you know it's it's nowhere near as effective as as this as the first story. Hmm. I'm I'm a little curious to see where they could go with it in the second story. Just- yeah. For curiosity's sake, I think I, I think I almost want to see it. Even uh, my I haven't heard m- many good things about it, so I'm I'm anticipating anything. My expectations would be low, so I just might check it out. I might watch this again, then watch the second one, just because I'm curious, you know. But but I, I did enjoy this. This is hey. this is a hidden gem. This is a perfect uh, movie to be yeah. on your next solo cast, Brandon. And I'm not trying to make a joke here about hidden gems because when we talk about you know the ABCs of hidden horror or Brandon's solo cast and gems and this would be one that i would think would make it on the list because yeah, i i right i never heard about it before and it it was the standout of the movies that we watched but well directed yeah. well directed and and well performed and intention and atmosphere i agree it is the it is the standout and the funny thing is i feel like i have the least to say about it does that seem weird <laughs> You know I what? With, it the most. with all three of these films, they're all they they all had you know similar running times and that they were short. And this one was played very straightforward. You know, I, I mean, she's she's there. She's dealing with you know cleaning up the the house after the mother's death. And there's she's she talks about having a bad childhood. So you you don't know what's going on when it turns supernatural. Is it is it her mother haunting the house? You know, is it, uh, you know, is it something else that's going on? You, there's there's weird pictures she's finding with other people and she's having to do research and she's having these nightmares. And it's just, it's really interesting stuff, but it's it's stuff we've seen before. But like I said, it's just done well. Even when uh, when Casper Van Dien's kind of character is taking pictures and he's seeing like the... Uh, I guess like the spirits like pointing in certain directions in the in the pictures like I I really enjoyed that because I'm not usually like a lover of like overly supernatural ghostly stuff but I thought it was done really well and really subtle. No, agreed. Agreed. And that, that there's that whole sequence that is very uh very tense and, and, and pretty scary with the clairvoyant. I I don't know if she's a clairvoyant, but that that woman yeah. that comes in with the yeah, husband, I yeah, call her this. yeah, and really well done in it. But she and she just wants answers, but the husband pretty much assaults her. Yeah, you know, he smacks her. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then she be, like beats on him well, to like try to get answers, but they take off, and at least, and then of course they correspond later just to some more answers, and it, it's a good. I think that's what pu- propels it into the third act. I believe that's that's kind of what does that, but. Enough successful sequences like this, and again, I I I would rather not spoil anything more. And I and I feel like maybe my my reveal earlier might be too spoilery because it I think it is a reveal in the film. But hopefully, people won't hold it against me. They'll still check it out and see that there's much more to the movie than that. There is, especially with people disappearing so quickly. That you start to think like, what's going on? Is there a conspiracy theory here? Is is you know, is somebody up to no good? And then you get the supernatural. You're like, how is this tie in? Like, wh- what happened to this character? You know, it's just I thought it was just really well done. And uh, yeah, the the sequence with Stevie, you know, the the friend from high school who's like a medium or whatever, clairvoyant. That mm. that whole scene very tense. 
and, and uh, really creepy because like what happens to her in that sequence is like almost like a it, it's a huge clue. Yeah. And I, I love stuff like that, especially when the reveal happens and the way the reveal happens and the uh, and, you know, the ultimate conclusion. I like it. I like that they presented certain characters in a certain way and didn't have them like like they're presented in other ways. Hence, like the movie you're thinking of, Dave. Right. No, I I, I know you weren't a fan of the way that that. And I still movie. owe that movie a rewatch. I know. Yeah, it's you, like, sh- you should. I really do. I don't because I don't hate the movie, and I know it's getting a sequel, and I will see the what sequel. What the frick movie are you talking about? Can we not look mention? at her? Look at her. No, don't mention it. Look <laughs> at her. Top, not, yeah. Look at her first ten shows. You'll see. Yeah. You'll, you'll see, go see. instantly. Yes. CC, <laughs> CC Peniston, <laughs> CC Deville. Anyway, uh, well, I'm gonna ask you guys something about that girl at first. When remember when they went to? Did she seem like she was a junkie or something? Did they go to a play? Remember she was sitting in a chair, the one that we're calling the clairvoyant or whatever. She was like sitting down in a chair and she didn't get up. And when she did get up, she seemed real frail. And the guy carried over. I thought that, that initially when the girl went looking for her, that it was like a crack house or something because people were like sitting there. Partying and like, yeah, yeah, there's Didn't it seem there's, weird to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that's the husband, the boyfriend, whatever, but whatever. there's definitely like shady stuff going on there. But I think her look and her sitting there like that is more of the fact that she has no color because she never leaves the house and she's kind of tormented because she's kind of like attached the to the spirit world. Yeah, like the power is like, like almost like, she, like you can't control it. Like the only way to like get away from it is she's like, basically hiding in a dark corner sitting there talking to herself probably trying to drown out all the spirits that are trying to like contact her or whatever it was just odd because she seemed so abnormal and like antisocial at first and then she came to the house and we saw her power what she was capable of and then later on when our lead called uh i forget what our lead's name is annie and when annie calls her on the phone it's like two regular women talking on the phone that was a completely normal conversation. Like that character, the clairvoyant, whatever her name is, it's it's weird the way she progresses. She starts off like looking like a junkie, and then she shows her powers or her abilities, I should say, and then later on she's like normal when they're talking on the phone. It was just I, I thought she was just, I thought she was calmer, you know, when she was talking on the phone later on. But I think it was just the chaos of the scene, the first scene. That made you maybe maybe look at her differently because I didn't think she looked any different. She still had the pale look to her, mm-hmm. but you know she was much more calm talking about that situation because she she understood it. Annie was the one who was like not really understanding what was going on. She was like, "Oh no, you know it's this, not this." Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's just I thought it was going to be a different type of character, and then it went. Yeah. It's okay. Well, I'm not complaining. It was just an observation. Yeah, and they know? said they knew each other from from high school and stuff. So right. She was probably tormented in high school and stuff. You know, an outcast and stuff like that. So, I felt like the where the character was made sense given uh, given what she could do and where somebody like that would be as they got older, dealing with something like that. I could see that. You know what I really dug is the, the thing with the phone, the location, and all that stuff, and then like the picture thing yeah and i'm what that that picture that situation that that occurred was scary and i was like sitting there and i had a feeling it was going go in that direction i'm watching it and i'm saying don't do it don't do it because i knew it was going to be scary when it happened and it was and it worked and it was cool like some things just just rubbed me wrong 
uh, or, or rub me right because they scare me. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, that, that was good. It, it worked, you know, and there was genuine scares. The dreams were scary. Yeah. Uh, that, that scene in particular was scary when, with, with the picture and what they're uncovering. And I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's not a violent that. film, but uh, no. there is there happens to be a kill in the film that it's almost like a jump scare kill. <laughs> it's, it's quite shocking because it happens so fast, and you're like, whoa. And it's really well done. It's pretty uh, pretty bloody. It was an unexpected kill, and the way that it happened was yeah. was something. I mm-hmm. yeah. Well but, it made, but it made it made perfect sense, and it all it all came together in a nice tight little package. <laughs> and that's it. That, without, Indeed. <laughs> without like being a, a cheap ending or or like you know a traditional cop out ending, without without it doing that is where I'm going with it. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't. It, it avoided didn't give you all that. that. Yeah, it didn't give you that that last you know like oh the the saga continues. It wrapped up. And I was just checking something while we we're talking while you guys were chatting there. Uh, the budget was only. F- Four hundred thousand dollars. So wow. not not ultra low budget, but low budget in the big sense of motion pictures, and it grossed over seven point five million, which is why yeah a sequel was produced. Did this play at theaters? It must have with with that kind of uh, you know, right. I, I just had it up. How I could it not have with that money, right? Yeah. Or maybe that's maybe yeah I don't know is that I don't remember this I don't remember I just, don't remember coming out maybe that was no. just well this is kind of pre Netflix well not I remember pre- hearing about it you know I remember I remember hearing the title come up like just on Facebook or whatever and different social media and not thinking much of it just like an old movie like um Pool you know what I mean it's, you I just heard the title and didn't know and then. I don't know. And then it showed up on Netflix. And then it's, like I, it's, I didn't like the way it looked, the, the picture, the cover art. So I didn't know. Video on demand. Like it was at a couple of films, Sundance, Dallas International Film Festival. And then went to video on demand in May 2012. Wow. It played at the After oh. Dark Festival in Toronto here. Limited release in the U.S. July 6, 2012. Made and, no one. Limited video release on for... Yeah. So it's, it's all wow. just Blu-ray and... Because this was still VOD. This was probably before the craze of Netflix, right? Of streaming Netflix, but definitely in. And that's probably how DVD I first saw it because I still do the discs in the mail from Netflix. Yeah, I do occasionally when I need to. I, I, I didn't even I, know they I've still done, did that. We don't even have it in Canada. Yeah, I've done three at a time since the beginning, and I still do it. And people are like, you still get discs in the mail? I have storm warnings sitting on disc, ready to watch. Well, that's why, because a lot that, uh, a lot of time that's your only option. Yeah. So, and yeah. It, it used to be a lot more. I'll tell you what, since the streaming, mm-hmm. the discs have gone way down. I mainly use it for new releases. But this was probably – it's interesting you talk about Hidden Gem because this was the film that I probably rented on Netflix like a year or two after you know it was released. And, you know, like I saw it and I really liked it and it didn't dawn on me. It almost reminds me of like a, like a film like The Calling, which didn't you guys cover on ABC? ABC? Yeah, that was a good one. Another, another, another film that I've seen, I love, and I never bring up. And I, it doesn't dawn on me to bring it up that other people might not have heard of it because it's such a good film. It is a good film. Well, and There's, some people could mistake it. There's a little bit of genericness. You brought it up a little earlier, Brandon. It doesn't reinvent reinvent the wheel. There's some stuff that we've seen here before. You've said it. 
but for how it's presented in a tight package, like yeah. you said, is why this stands out. Yeah, and, and and you know what? The interesting thing is, you know, like the film that I'm saying it's a better version of that Dave's disagreeing with is a film that came out after this one. So, in a way, this did that first, but, you know... I'm sure there are films before this. I can't think right now off the top of my head that have done everything you see in this movie before, but it's just all done really well and a good cast of characters. And the tension is the key to this film. That's, that's the number one key. If there's no tension in this film, if you're not buying it, if you're not buying the tension with the house and and the way the shots are, and you know, you talk about them lingering, you know, maybe a beat too long, but it works. If you're not on board with that and you're just like, this is boring, you know, looking at a, at a door or, you know, you know, hearing the sounds of a picture frame or hearing the sounds of breathing and it's not affecting you in an unsettling way, then you're probably going to find this just to be a boring generic film. And it's funny that if you look at IMDb and the reviews on there, uh, the reviews are, are kind of split that way. There are people yeah. that see the movie the way that we're describing it. Uh, and it's not a masterpiece by any means, but it, it's, it's an above average uh recommended uh, f- flick and well above average sorry and but there's some people are giving it ones or oh. or whatever out of 10 and that's just ridiculous yeah it's nah. not in that realm whatsoever no i can't even imagine that for a movie like this I, sometimes you see people give ones because they're angry at the film this is the type of film i can't see someone getting angry about i guess if you don't you know dig it i can see that but i mean I don't know. That's like anger, a one. You know, the, this isn't the, the type of movie that, that I can I can see inciting anger for any particular reason. And yeah. you know what? What you said about those other films, this was first. Yeah. This did do it first. And, uh, yeah. I'll give it, I mean, maybe it had been done before, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it's still. been done in, you know, previous decades and stuff, but, uh. But just, I mean, every every aspect of it, the mystery aspect, the supernatural aspect, the haunting aspect, it's, it has multiple subgenres melded together really well. And, and one doesn't dominate the other, and they all play out smart in a way that you can understand, unlike, you know, like when we talked about Bloody Ballet earlier, how we were just, like, totally baffled by the ending, even though we enjoyed the film and we gave it positive reviews. This one, it, it all makes sense in the end. True. And this is the movie that I that I think is is best watched by yourself and with with nothing to disturb you, no distraction. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Whew. Yeah, this one, this one, I I really enjoy. And I, my dad actually enjoyed it more. He actually gives it a higher rating than I do, which I'll mention when uh, when we review it because we were talking about it today in the uh, car ride back from Pennsylvania because we watched it uh, last night, and then this morning he was like. You know, we're, talk- we're talking, and he brought this up. He's like, man, that movie was really good. He, you know, he was talking about the atmosphere and the tension. He's like, that really, really unsettled me. And, you know, he's, he likes horror movies, but he doesn't usually speak that highly of them. So he, he wow. really enjoyed this one. He said this was one of the better ones I've seen in a, in a long time. Oh, that's great to hear, too. Yeah. That, that is cool. Right? What, yeah. what did he give it? He gave it, he said, he said if he was doing it on the show, he said give it an eight and a half to nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I'll just come He's not out on and the say, show. <laughs> You're off the show, Dad. And I'll, I'll say right now, it, it's a solid 8, 8.25 for me. It really, it, you know, it, it it could go up again. I mean, I don't know. But I'll, I'll go 8.25. It's, it's, it's really enjoyable. I love it. 
I'll go 7.5. And a second view might change that. It might go higher, but that's 7.5 is where I'm at right now. I, I dug it. And I'm, I was a 7.75. And again, I like Dave only watched it once as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it requires I, I, a second. That's what I'd like. I'm not sure because an eight is great, as we keep saying. Yeah, and I want to say this was way better than I was expecting it to be, way better than that cover art was making me think it was going to be. And man, some attractive women in this film. Just... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, the Casper is fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they got these three slab-looking women. <laughs> yeah i don't even know what your type is anymore I, you know what? i need more chin I, I'm, I, need more chin. <laughs> I don't even know what my type is anymore bald chinning yeah <laughs> nice oh, uh, well well thank you pete yeah, was yeah a good, this, this pete. was a good pick i was i was happy to see uh this one pop up i was looking forward to rewatching this one that's what I love about about you know the Patreon. I may never have watched this movie. You know? Yeah, you know what? I you know what? I can't complain. Our patrons have been knocking it out of the park. Even if I don't love a film, they're not intentionally giving us shit because that's one thing I hate doing is reviewing a shit movie because it's like you got nothing to say when it's really bad. No, and like like I said, Bloody Ballet was. I would. I didn't even know that came out. I'm actually upset that I didn't get to see it last year. Yeah. For the year show. Uh, not I, that I, my I, rating would have, but maybe I would have watched it again to give it the two views. Yeah, so, and I I came up on all these films from first view. Even Bloody Ballet, I think I probably gave it like a a six the first time, and I came up almost a full a, almost a full point, even though. I said I could go up another full point if it made sense in the end. This one, I definitely probably came up from probably around a seven, seven and a half. And like I said, body melt also like five to, to six. So everything went up in terms of enjoyment factor. And uh, I like that because I'd much rather review a film with something to say than, you know. Well, no, one, no one really like it might be a fun episode to listen to if we all just hated a movie. Like if we all just decided to watch Death House. Which, admittedly, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I know I, I think I said it in uh, a text back to Jason Smith, but I rated that way too high. I think I gave it a three. It, if there's a, a movie that deserves a one, Death House would be a movie see that, that deserves see a that one. See, that to me screams commentary. Shit movies seem like they're good for commentaries. I hope someone gives us a commentary. Yeah. I really do. I don't care what they pick either. Hopefully it's something I've seen before or we've seen before, I should yeah. say. It's easier to do it because if you do a commentary and nobody's seen it, you're just watching the movie. You're not yeah. talking much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We it's did, it's yeah. best when it's something you're familiar with. and you We can should do that. And... Let somebody pay us for a commentary and then we just watch the movie. <laughs> we don't say a word. <laughs> and then at the end we say thank you to yeah. the, and the person's name. <laughs> I like this part. That was That was effective. Good movie. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so there's a word of advice. If anybody wants to give us a uh, uh, a commentary, because it is one of the options out there, I think you're best suited to ask us if, if we've seen it, just for your sake, you know what I mean, to, to, get, to get your money's worth, quite frankly, you know, because we don't want to do that, and then we're watching the movie and not talking over it, and, you know. If you can't joke about it, we've never seen it. Although Death House, it might be so bad. 
because I've never seen. I never, I never want to see. You'd have to pay me to watch that. But I mean, that I could, I, from what I hear, it's so horrifically bad that we could just tear it apart the whole time anyway. So, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know why I knew that it was going to be a piece of shit when I first heard about it, and not a lot of people knew it. But <laughs> I don't know. I knew. It I right was away. trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because I talked okay. to the damn director on uh, on when I was on postmortem radio, and yeah. I, you know. But even when I got off there, I, I still said, I remember I turned to Oz uh, and I said, Return to Oz? I turned to Oz. I turned to Oz. Was Verusa there? Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm so mad I didn't see her. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I turned to Oz and I said, okay. Well, he seems a little like pricky. <laughs> oh, really? Now I well, don't feel bad about Well, no, no, like afterwards, I just said that I thought he looked. Uh, yeah, he just seemed like he was really had a chip on his shoulder. Like he was really defending the movie almost too much. That I was like, something's gotta be. Like, what did you think about the director, though? <laughs> that was the director. I know. I was trying to make a joke that you were talking about Oz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was Brandon Oz. So, <laughs> that was... oh, that's great. Now, now Oz is talking about that other movie that I, I may have had a decent feeling about. But as soon as I heard, because what's her name? Debbie Sue Warwick used to do on that thing, 13, whatever it is. The, the Th- fan 13 or 13 fan or whatever. Whatever. 13 fanboys, fan right? There you go. As yeah. soon as I heard that the soundtrack is being done by First Jason, by Ari Lehman's group, I'm immediately saying this movie is going to be a piece of shit. That's all I need. <laughs> anyone, anyone that would make that decision, because if you've listened to any of his music, Anyone that would sit down and make the conscious decision to have that person score your film or use that music in any way, shape, or form, you're making a big, bad mistake. So if you're telling me that's going to be – if you're going to make a blunder that big, then I don't have faith in the rest of the film. So once again, I'm going to say that that's going to be a bomb pill. Maybe not Death House bomb because there's going to be you know some of the people in it. Who knows because you still got the Friday the 13th gimmick. So maybe it'll end up being like a 4 out of 10. But I just—he's rating it. That hasn't even been fully funded yet. He's rating it. That's right. Four, they've written four out of the ten script. for thirteen fanboys. Yeah. No, that's but you what know I what? do. That you should be what? a Patreon challenge. I want someone. I should put it up there. Put the thing up and have Dave Z rate the film just by the cover art and, and the information without ever watching it. And then if I'm on by if I'm on or off by a point, then if I'm off, I'm off. I'll refund you the money. Because that's how that's how confident I am in my skills. So you, so you would have been off with the pact. Um, I would have been. The, but hold on, now. That's just judging by the cover. I have there's more to it than just that. I also have to go to the B. I have to look at the reviews, the headers. The I have a a, a method. Okay, so you know what I mean. I got to use the whole method, not just the picture. Okay. But I'm good though. I'm telling you, man. I keep telling people. No one ever does it, but message me on I'll Facebook. I'll tell you what, I'm doing unsure. it this year with 2019 Horror. I, Like I said, eight films in almost three months. That's crazy. Like, where, where are these films? Well, dude, it's a slow start every year. Haven't you noticed this? Is an extremely slow start. I feel like at least I would be at like 30 by now. Especially watching as many movies as I have. I just have no desire to watch anything new in terms of horror because there just isn't anything that's appealing. You know what the problem is? There's too much fringe horror right now. Yeah, there is a lot of fringe. It's a big spillover from last year, and it continues. And I think it's ultimately going to be hurting the project, pardon me, hurting the product 
because unless see I'm uptight. I don't want to watch it unless I can because of the, this damn show, and I want to be able to say it's a horror film that can go on my list. So, but that's me, and that, that might be you guys. I, as well. I would I mean, still, I would still, for me, you know, talking to you in terms of films you haven't seen, I would count Piercing as a horror film. Velvet Buzzsaw, I would count as horror, but I wouldn't watch it again because I, yeah. I just didn't like it the first time around. Yeah. So, uh, but but I would check out Piercing. I would consider that horror. Okay, that's it, that's pretty much split. What I've heard about Piercing yeah. and Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet mm-hmm. Buzzsaw just isn't a a great movie at all. So, but Piercing is is a good enough film that I think it's worth checking out, and I I'm counting it as horror. Well, that's a long time away, and I'll tell you what, by the time we get to the freaking Best of the Year show, I may have only watched 30 movies, but I don't care. I'm focused on on the patrons this year, and I'm yeah, focused oh, on yeah. having fun. I really am. I'm not going to go crazy, and I mean it this year. I'm, I, I really don't want to watch a movie. Dude, I've, already, I've, chance I've already planned it out, especially with trying to watch a thousand movies in, in oh, a year. You. you know, usually the last month, month and a half, I'm doing rewatches, and rewatches don't count. Ooh. So yeah. what I'm planning on doing is actually the last couple months of the year being my 2019 watches. So I'll probably, by the time we get close to the end of the year, only have a couple dozen watches. And that's when I'll probably watch, like, 50 movies, you know, hopefully that I've accrued interest in and just, you know, go by that. If I have to watch them more than once because I was confused or it might be my top film, then I'll rewatch it then. But I'm in no rush right now. Dude, I listen to so many horror podcasts and the majority of them, when they do their end of year list, I can't believe the movies they haven't watched. And I'm thinking, you know, if these guys can do it, then why the hell can't we? You know what I mean? We're, uh, granted, I could never allow myself to do that. I'll still probably end up watching 50 movies. That's fine. But you, no, but, you know what I mean? I'll probably, I just, still, I'll probably still end up with 150. But oh, I'm but not doing that anymore. Hey, I did 165 last year, and I, I'd be honest with you. We talked about it at the year on the show. I think there were only like 10 below 5 that I had. So, like, it was it was a positive year. I just, this year, like, I'm just not rushing to them because, like, I, like we talked about, the patrons are picking the shows, and we kind of have them in advance, so I'm kind of doing that, plus mixing in a lot of comedies and a lot of comedies and documentaries I'm watching. Nice. I'll watch, like, some serious documentary, and then I'll watch, like, a mindless comedy, and that's what's keeping me, like, going, because, you know, I, I watch, like, all, all the whole American Pie franchise. That's insane. I watched the first, like... Three. Well, yeah, the three and then American Wedding. You don't touch anything else. Actually, the right, first no. two in American Wedding. I think that's Correct. Yeah, the first, the first two in American Wedding are that's great. All. And then I watched the four spinoffs, and I got to admit, I enjoyed all four of them above average. They Ooh. were mindless entertainment that were fun, and uh, it was actually a fun franchise to go through. Wait, part three, though, has the original cast, too, does it not? Yeah. Part, it just doesn't have, what's his name? Uh, oh, no, it, it, it uh, went with... It went with him and his brother. His bro- wasn't it his brother instead or something? I don't know. Who cares? Why the fuck yeah. are we talking about this right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. Here's what I noticed on Prime. Speaking of freaking crazy franchises that go long, those Amity movies have, Amityville movies have popped up on Prime. It's about time yeah. and the other one. There's like three or four that are on Prime. I'm like, how do you like that? I still can't bring myself to watch them. But they're there, and I, and I always look at it, and I see that the B rating is a 3.7, a 3.1. I'm like, 
I don't think I can do this. <laughs> it, it's Joe about time, though. Account of the first two. <laughs> and it's about time. I think was directed by Tony Randall, who did uh, Hellraiser Two. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the one. One of them is, and I think what, I, I, what I number is? It's about time. Buddy, I don't even know. Probably, Probably five or six. Four or five, I think. Yeah, yeah. like I can't. No. I can't keep track. If five. Four pick, is the evil escapes. Yeah. If somebody was to pick that franchise for us, like, I don't even know how many films are legitimately part of the franchise and how many I just do. have the title. You do? I know. Yep. It ends at Dollhouse. The official ends at Dollhouse. And then after Dollhouse, you would have the remake, and you would have the uh, the, the one that came out two years ago, Awakenings. And I guess, for the sake of doing it, um, the one that just came out, uh, the Amityville Murders, that that one that just came out this past year. Yeah. Okay. So it would probably end up being a franchise of about ten films. Oh, that's not terrible. Maybe I'm off on that number. I'm trying to think of when we got to Dollhouse, how many it, it was. That, that sounds about right. I would do it. I wish somebody would freaking would pony up and freaking and do that. I would do it because that's hey, the only way I'm going to watch them. So. At least we got to watch one and two again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious. That would be one I would do. I don't want to do anything else too crazy. But, you know, it's out there. Hey, if somebody wants to do it, you know where to find us. Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here, huh? Let's do it. I, I was just reading up. The, uh, it's about time. I think I, I remember enjoying that one. But anyway. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck the American Pie tr- uh, franchise. Let's get the fuck out of Judge. Well said. Well said. We'll be back next episode. Number 80. I guess we can give the listeners a uh, let them know what we're doing. It's three Bava films, right? It's uh, Baron Blood, right? That's one yeah, of them. Which is perfect because I'm doing the uh, top 10 of 1972 with 22 shots in about six weeks. Yeah. And Baron Blood is a 72 film and a Bava film I haven't seen. There you go. So what are the other two? It's Baron Blood and... Uh, Shock. Shock. And Lisa and the Devil. So there you go, people. And if you're watching them on, you know, Prime or wherever you're watching them, watch Lisa and the Devil. Don't watch the House of Exorcism cut. Because there's two cuts to Lisa and the Devil. Watch Lisa and the Devil. That's the one thing that gets confusing with these Italian films is <laughs> they have like 75 different cuts. <laughs> Yeah, they do. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I, I've said it before many times on the show that, you know, my my knowledge of Bava is lacking. Same here. Same here. I wish I could watch Blood and Black. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that one. But these, I'll, are, I'll get to it. these are some good picks. Baron Blood will be a first-time watch. The other two will be repeats for me. But uh, it's been a while for them, so I'm looking forward. It's all first watches for me. What about you, C? Uh, I have seen Baron Blood. Not okay, wow. Shock or Lisa and the Devil. All right, then. So, so that's it. Show 80. Guys, you know, now you know what we're going to watch. So we'll see you. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh, scared the shit out of me. Sorry. <laughs> I was wondering what scared you. Fuck. <laughs> I thought it was the Michael Myers figure behind him. Oh. <laughs> 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 Everyone's entitled to one good scare. <laughs> and on and that, on that note, note, yeah, <laughs> we're so in sync, Brandon, David. Right? <laughs> no, I know. I'm watching you too. You want to be alone? I'll turn off my camera. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't. <laughs> anyway, good night, everybody. Love you. Yes. Good night. Thank Long you, time. patrons. We'll uh, see you on episode eighty. Peace out.